0: Oh, yeah.
1: Canceled Too Soon. A podcast. Podcast. About TV. Television shows. That were. That were very, very
0: short. Canceled Too Soon. One season or less. Oh, yeah. This week on Canceled Too Soon. Darknet. Creepy Weepy Net. Greetings, audience, and welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where I talk like this for some reason. <laughs> my name is William Bibiani. Everyone calls me Bibbs. I'm the co-host of the B Movies podcast, and I also host this podcast, Cancel Too Soon, where we review shows that last one season or less.
1: I don't think you need to announce that you host the podcast you are currently hosting. People don't know the thingy. <laughs> okay. That I say. Uh, my name is Whitney Seidel. More coffee. I uh, <laughs> I also co-host the B Movies podcast from, from whence we hail. From whence we hail. I also contribute to uh, Blumhouse.com. Yeah, which is which is funny. Funny you mention that. It's, and it's funny yes. because, as it turns out, we have our, our special guest yeah. on this
0: episode, our overlord at Blumhouse, and the co host of the uh, much more successful than our Shockwaves podcast, <laughs> uh, Rebecca <laughs> McKendry, is here. Hi, Rebecca.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing? She's so excited. I am.
0: The, uh, Thanks when... for joining us on the show.
2: I'm excited to be here. Yay. This is
0: awesome. We were supposed to have Rebecca on a while ago, actually, but just time didn't work out. I had like f-
2: crazy travels that month, and every single time we planned it, I got sent on like a new she's a busy and
1: important lady and uh, oh, thanks for she, that she, we, she has to witness things being filmed otherwise it doesn't it happen. doesn't have. it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. when we when we
0: uh, came up with the idea to do this sh- uh, as a podcast originally if you'll recall this was going to be a series of articles at a website that shall remain nameless uh, <laughs> but uh, when we decided to do this as a podcast Rebecca was one of the first people we asked yeah. uh, to be a guest and the first show you wanted to do we just couldn't find yeah, It was the cult. Yeah, was the a cult. cult.
2: Tell,
1: um, tell us about the cult because which we which need was, to track
0: uh, this down. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not on home video. It's not on Hulu anymore. It's gone.
2: So it ran um, simultaneous to the following, and they both started around the same time, and they both had the same concept where it was like a cult starts up, they're killing people, and this guy has to go investigate and try to infiltrate the cult. And there was the following and then there was this the cult
0: show. Yeah, and, and for whatever reason the following hit it big.
2: I think it was the Kevin Bacon factor. And oh yeah,
0: everyone cult- really was clamoring for Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's recognizable. He's more recognizable than who did they have on the cult. And I don't even remember. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some it, it was a Kevin Williamson show. Like yeah. people respect Kevin Williamson. It, it was in Dawson's Creek. It was, it yeah. was Dale Mid-Kiff. As well. <laughs> and t- oh, Was it D- Dale Midkiff? I don't know. It was an
0: in-joke for us. We were talking
1: about Dale Midkiff in the car recently, the guy from Pet Cemetery. Oh. <laughs> I had, and that TV show Time Tracks from the 90s, if you remember that. Which one. I have not seen. I have
0: not but, seen it at all. Well, I,
1: I saw it, I was just the right age. I think I was 15 when it was airing. It's like, mm. ooh, time traveling cop show. And I had yeah.
0: incorrectly remembered Dale Midkiff as the rock star guy from uh, uh, the miniseries of The Stand. And it turns out it's a guy who looks almost nothing like Dale Midkiff. <laughs> so I'm just.
1: But so, but back to the cult. So,
0: the
2: cult, not starring Dale Midkiff. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, so it started up around the same time as the following. And I remember getting press packets on both of them, and usually like they'll send us like the first two episodes or so in advance. And I remember watching them both and being like. Well, the following's okay. Like, it had a bigger production value, but I was really into the cult because whereas the following was very much about Kevin Bacon's life and, like, um. his wife and his drinking problems and his weird <laughs> son and all this stuff, the cult was about the cult. And I wanted it to be about the fucking cult. Can I curse yes, on your you show? Can. Okay. I wanted it to be about the fucking cult. And um, and it was. And so I loved that one so much more. And it definitely was a smaller show with smaller production values, but it also had kind of an interesting supernatural element Mm. to it um, where you're questioning if the stuff that the cult actually believes in might actually be true like are they justified okay. and none of that existed in the following in the following no, you no. were just like well, it was just like a serial killer it was like, it's a, sh- sh- it was yeah. like a serial killer, yeah. it, it, was sh- 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 killer people. it was like crowd
0: killing that was it it, like it was pretty good for like half a season and then it fell apart real fast that's
2: how I was because when yeah. um, the following started with such a punch of like we're killing like five people in the first episode first episode and,
0: was kick ass yeah
2: and then like the next episode we're killing ten more and then we're shooting this guy in like the heart with like dental floss or whatever like they kept getting more creative <laughs> and by like the third episode they had reached such a point where it was like no matter how many people they killed or in what horrible brutal manners i was like uh,
0: don't, don't care yeah, yeah. Uh, they shot their wad really yeah. really fast <laughs> and
2: so then yeah that one fizzled out really quickly for me and it didn't have a riveting enough plot to keep me going past that past like holy shit they've killed so many people past that I was like meh
1: but the cult was great it's really fun when you get into like the the late this happens like late into slasher movies so Mm -hmm. they're trying to find new ways of dispatching humanity like how do you take the life from somebody in a way that hasn't been seen before exactly sometimes it's really cool but sometimes they get a little too creative yeah it's like uh, well, well the people what, people in Gotham where they started attaching people to like weather balloons and stuff oh
0: yeah the weather like yeah. the third or fourth episode of <laughs> Gotham they were doing a guy who would just attach people to the weather balloons and just send them off into the sky and I'm like fourth like like single digit episodes you've run out of ideas <laughs> you're doing the weather balloon shtick this, is, this would have
2: been laughed out of
0: any other show
2: there was a uh, B grade horror movie that got sent to me for review this is like 10 years ago um, and it was just it was a small scene and it was a slasher film um, or I'll call it a torture film because they were kind of at the prime then but there's yeah. this scene um where the guy straps a girl to the chair and she's of course like in a bikini because you know you are mm. yeah. and um, oh, she's geez. strapped to the a chair i'm in
1: a bikini right now <laughs> right now
2: like you do and um and he sandblasts
0: her knees
2: And I was like, what a a – sand
1: sandblaster is – I'm going to say this this right
0: now. I had knee surgery last year. A knee injury
1: sucks. I'm sure they do. Okay. Does it like blast her legs off or just take the skin off of her knees? It
2: was the knees. It was strictly focused on the knees and I was like – Someone had a
1: thing
0: about a knee.
2: This is like – okay, yeah, yeah, he's got a thing about the knee. But I was like, a sandblaster, you're seriously just like walking through Lowe's going – Okay, we've done, do we that. Do, yeah. we <laughs> done that. We did that. Okay, that's been done. I saw that in the seventies. Oh, sandblaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: We knew. We, we got to interview uh, the guy who did Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I love that and, uh, there's, okay, there's Eli there's, Craig. Uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, he was great. Uh, he was terrific, and they they use a tool in this, which it's, it's a rotary saw on the end of a stick.
2: Mm-hmm. And which, you know, this, you, you, it's like for tree trimming, it's right? It's for tree trimming. Yeah. It's yeah. for like,
1: standing on the ground. So you're not like throwing
2: trees. the chainsaws at exactly. the tree.
1: Slightly dangerous. <laughs> uh, which is a sport in Canada, from what I understand. <laughs> but uh, you know, he, he was he was doing that very same thing. He was going through Lowe's looking for things to murder people with. And he saw yeah. this like rotary saw on the end of a stick. It's like, well, that's, Ooh, saw that's a designed stick. to take people's heads off. <laughs> Let's put Jason that in the movie. He
0: used that in uh, the Firestarter one. Was it Seven? Uh, when he, Seven was the fire start. Yeah, that was the one where right. you actually used a power tool for the very first time. I remember thinking to myself, "How does he even know how that works?" Seven he, he's also like, had, had his a own death by thing? party horn. That's what that was, I was, oh, like oh, oh. I remember. She took a party horn to <laughs> <laughs> the eye. No, it was great, but like,
1: no, he just shows up with this thing, and I'm just like, "Did you even know how to prime
0: that?" Like, a <laughs> uh, guy who just was resurrected recently. I want to see
1: Jason like pulling at a ripcord, and it like slips out of his hand, and I want to see him go like, Ooh, "Ow!" Like looking at his finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, like like we all do trying to start that old lawnmower. <laughs> you gotta oil the chain. So uh, Rebecca yeah. is our horror expert,
0: uh, as you may have noticed, uh, as, <laughs> and also for the shop based podcast, which is an excellent podcast. It goes on every Monday.
2: We are on every. Uh, we tape on Monday. It airs Wednesday.
0: on Monday it airs Wednesday. So uh, you can you're talking about that. But when we couldn't do the cult. We, we asked her what you wanted to do next and your suggestion was a show we had never heard of which was Darknet
2: well I also recommended Babes if you
0: remember correctly. I also did re- yeah <laughs> but we wanted Synergy
2: yeah well and no one's heard of Babes either I don't even know well, if you could find episodes everyone, everyone of that we just
0: did
1: a sex show so
0: well that's Babes isn't actually talking about Babes okay
2: so Babes was on I want to say like late 80s and mm-hmm. it was about three overweight women living in an apartment trying and they were all single and it's mm-hmm. about them dating but it it's always fat
1: women dating that was it and but, it always but it, went But the
2: joke back.
0: was that they were fat. Yeah, and that was yeah. it. Is right. it, it always
2: ended with them, like, eating cookie dough and stuff. <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah. Fat people are hilarious. But it uh, was
2: actually, God. like, a rather nice kind of female empowerment show. Like, it had a yeah. lot of good notes to it. I don't no. think it made it past one season. No, no, um, no. But, yeah. So, I recommended that one. And then I was like, okay, oh,
0: yeah, let's do Darknet Because I, I had just watched it. Oh, oh. you had, So, you only watched this
2: recently? Yeah, I watched it um, when you asked me about doing the show. I think I had watched it maybe two weeks prior, wow. and it came about because I do these um, lists. I do like a weekly list on Blumhouse.com on what streaming on Netflix. And um, I get really desperate for stuff when you're like because yeah. it's only have things. so
0: much stuff. Yeah, yeah, when
2: you're looking for things weekly, and I don't want to be like, let's watch Reanimator. I always look for things that like people haven't seen mm-hmm. before, which means I watch a lot of shit, um, a lot of oh. just really bad stuff, trying to find something but that's, good. That's the curse of the horror
1: fan. You know, are, horror fans are drawn to that genre so powerfully that they're willing to withstand the most horrific garbage just yeah. to get their fix
2: and so yeah. I, I I surf through um that's kind of my job is i I skim <laughs> through all that garbage, looking for the one piece of gold that might be you know yeah, kind of yeah, circulating yeah, yeah. in yeah. there, and then I put it in lovely little lists, which I provide weekly, and so I was going through some of the um, TV shows in the horror area that weren't very highly rated. And I stumbled on Darknet, and uh, then I discovered it was actually produced by a friend of mine. Oh okay. no! Yeah, which I will get into momentarily. But yeah, it was kind of like holy shit, David Hater made this. So yeah. All
0: right. So the uh, so Darknet, the show, mm-hmm. uh, aired on the Super Channel in Canada. Although it actually premiered on mm-hmm. October thirty first, twenty thirteen, on Vimeo, mm-hmm. uh, and it ran until March twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. Which means they spread the episodes out a lot because there were only six of them. Mm. Yeah,
1: it didn't air right. Regularly, kinda sporadically.
0: Darknet is a series that is based, uh, in some respects loosely, but it was actually hard to tell because uh, the series it's based on isn't available in America, called Torihara. Uh, which is a Japanese program about weird shit happening to people. Uh, <laughs> and they decided to take a lot of the segments from Torihata, of just weird, horrifying things happening to people, and not only make an anthology series about it, but do a lot of episodes in which there's actually multiple stories happening at the same time that interconnect in unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and not the, in just in superficial ways, not just in like, oh, and this character shows up. Like they actually like, the ending of one is actually the beginning of another, but they're running simultaneously. They, so they, they were. Know.
1: It was always some sort of weird cross. Crumb- chronological trick yeah, and that, that would connect all of the stories. Like the, the victim in the first segment was the killer in the final segment. So, that, I, yeah, And that was one that of that the sort of things thing.
2: that I really liked about the series when I watched it was how kind of smart some mm. of the connections work together, like even just watching the first episode, um, which was directed by Vincenzo Natale, a very kind of veteran
1: horror Is that director. how you pronounce it? Natale? I have no idea how is. I'm reality. saying Natale. I'm probably He's, chewing oh, it. It's, it's, it's an Italian name, so I think it's Vincenzo Natale. Okay, but, let's uh, go
2: with that. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Vincenzo
1: Natale, he, if you don't he he recognize did, the he did, name. He did Cube and he did Splice, and mm-hmm. those are both excellent movies. And yes. Hunter, which I think is Haunter, underrated.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's got its moments. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, it definitely had a cool premise. It's certainly worth watching.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, so he wrote and directed the first episode of Darknet, uh, and then other directors who worked on it, it's mostly Canadian, uh, cast mm-hmm. of people, uh, Stephen Hoban, uh, who was also one of the producers on the show, he was one of the uh, directors on the Christmas horror anthology, A Christmas Horror Story, which mm-hmm. is actually a bunch of Christmas horror stories, so that was a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. then, uh, Brett Sullivan, the director of Ginger Snaps 2, which I think is an underrated sequel, he did Darknet Episode 3. Um, did, did you
1: guys spot the Ginger Snaps poster in episode six? Yeah. I did. It yeah, yeah. Yeah, was a good time. So it makes you know that <laughs> Canadians are scary. Um, no, they look after their own. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincenzo Natale is, despite his Italian name, is a Canadian. Yeah, man. he's, he's Canadian. like, he's very Canadian. He's very indeed.
2: Canadian.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how you classify Unless that. Dude, <laughs> that. Okay. Yeah, um, you can be more Canadian. Yeah, you can be patriotic. And, there's Strange yeah. Brew Canadian
0: and then there's just Damn, I Happen to Canadian, Live in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so uh, so let's start talking about let's start talking about each episode of Darknet um, right. because they actually do end up kind of coming together yeah. in yeah. an interesting way. So the first episode of Darknet is a series of stories. Um, one of them is about it opens with a girl oblivious to the world around her. She's on her phone. She's listening to music and she doesn't notice that everyone around her is running away and then she notices that no one else is around, and then she gets just, boom, chopped with an axe-wielding maniac.
2: It's a hell of an opening.
0: It's a fun opening. Yeah. It's very simple. <laughs> it's very direct. Um, and it's something we've all done. We've all been completely blue to the world around us because we were on our phone or something. Mm. Um, and, but the reason why she was so distracted is because the the interlocking mechanism of the show is that there is a website called, not Darknet... DarknetFiles.com. Yes, Darknet was apparently taken. <laughs> well, it's uh, not as bad as when Fear.com
1: when, was about a website called Fear.com.com. .com, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the the site itself, we see the banner in every episode, and it just says Darknet. And it's a cool
2: little creeping mouse with an axe. It's a a pretty pretty cool little graphic
1: that they have. And it's all based on the
0: idea of the dark web, mm -hmm. which is a a real thing in which uh, people go there to do crime stuff Mm -hmm. and hire murderers and look at porn that is illegal. And
1: and also uh, the conceit of the show, and I think this is part of dark web, is people – Bragging about the crimes they have committed and filming yeah. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's like and a message board.
2: Yeah, yeah, most of them open with some type of broader question like, how do you dispose of a body? Or, mm. I just killed someone, want to see pictures. And so that's kind of how all the segments open, either with someone seeing this on the message board and engaging with it, or posting it on the message board, and then you see why they're posting it.
0: Or rather um, unexpectedly, turning up in one of the videos as a victim.
2: Yeah. And so the message board seems to be the interlocking mechanism um, between all of the different segments and how all of the different um, characters interact with each other. But in that sense, you usually get kind of three horror stories that are interwoven together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, the, more. Yeah, sometimes more. Some of them were very intricate in that regard.
0: Yeah. Uh, so again, so that was the opening of the first episode and then there's also uh, a, a section that's kind of isolated uh, in that one that I really, really loved about a guy who's having money problems in the middle of a divorce and he goes to his bus locker and he sees that there's like another locker that's sort of open and has a key to another locker in it. Then he gets that key and he opens mm. that locker that, one's and that, that locker great has more it. Yeah, it's really, really great mystery and then he just keeps, it keeps getting keys to more lockers and each locker has more stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, What's in the last locker is actually rather unexpected and very kind of scary. It was a cool cool bit. It doesn't really connect to anything other than you see that video on the thing later. It comes back later, yeah. The
1: thing in the locker, yeah, shows up in another video. But they're just walking. It's not not like a big deal.
2: Well, no. Yeah. I, I hope that if the series had been going that it would have been because it was obviously without giving too much weight it was kind of alluding to like black market organs Yeah. Um, so I think that, that I hope that that would have been a much larger segment had the series kept <laughs> well, going because it's a cool topic.
1: When when the show first started up you know the whole sort of surrounding it around this sort of dark website makes the entire series seem like a criticism of the way we use the internet these mm-hmm. days and how it it is making us amoral and making us sort of into monsters because we're so eager to share our extreme experiences mm-hmm. uh, and it started to feel like right at the start it started to feel a little preachy like yeah. right away it's like oh tisk tisk! how dare you use the internet well, that's a lot, of horror, it, that's it's a lot of horror though it's about punishing a sin of some kind, right and but you know this this is now sort of coming down on the audience for wanting to see the dark thing and um uh, i think uh, the show became as it went on a lot more savvy about just sort of incorporating the natural way we use like telephones and cameras yeah. into sort of these murder and sex. Yeah, stories. and
2: it did get a lot more kind of technology based. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. the first episode, which I love, the first episode was I think no, it's the no, best episode that mm-hmm. or the second for me. Yeah, um, yeah the and then it, really, it really drastically plummets, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> we, will, we will definitely, <laughs> but, but oh, yeah, my. the first to the second episode, just those two, I highly recommend watching because it was mm-hmm. both of them. I was just like, this is the greatest TV show I've ever. Really, so why is this not
1: still going they're, they're super tight as yeah. well you know, yeah. they're, they're really really because by the time you get to like even the third or fourth episode you're not really sure how the threads are interconnecting mm. and once you see how they interconnect you're like well, it's not so, that interesting so what yeah. what's kind of cool about the
0: first two episodes and honestly especially the first one episode which has I'm not going to ruin it for you the, the last shot of the first episode is such a great reveal <laughs> if you're not like <laughs> looking at your phone you're actually watching the episode and paying attention that last shot is scary as hell no
2: wait I think it's the second episode
0: no the one it's in the park
2: Oh, no, I'm talking about the girl who's staring at the guy across the street. (laughs) That's the second episode. That's (laughs) That's a great one. That's the one that I was like, holy fucking shit, It's like (laughs) the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That's a
0: great bit. I'm talking about like over the credits on the first episode. There's this – I'll just tell you this. If you pay attention to when everyone in the first episode is looking at darknetfiles.com, um, one of the videos they keep scrolling past is about something horrifying happening to like a bear mascot, like in oh, yeah. oh my god! And, the, that was and then terrifying. The, the payoff to that doesn't quite pay off, but that makes it scarier because yeah. <laughs> it's, actually, like, a really cool it's thing. just there, it's like but they never explain it. What's cool about the first two episodes because they have so many stories. All the stories are pretty solid. Like even the worst story in the first two episodes, quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so ubiquitous and it's so just condensed. Everything horrifying just keeps happening. I get the sense it's less about the internet and more about the way that the internet sort of brings people together mm-hmm. in ways that were unexpected. If you think about it, like look what we look what we do. We're we're bringing people together, talking about shows that were canceled after one season. You know, like twenty That's years ago, true. this wouldn't exist. Yeah. twenty years ago, this might be a book. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the internet is bringing people with similar mm-hmm. interests together, and so when you look at just how many people are either involved in, experiencing, or perpetrating acts of extreme horror Mm. are all in one place. It's actually very unnerving, and I find this whole series very delightfully cynical.
2: Yeah, and I liked um, that for at least the first two episodes, it it definitely fizzled out. um, But there was this element of things that you see on the internet um, kind of... persuading you to take action in your real life Mm. so in the first episode this guy is reading um and finds a thread that just says something to the extent of i killed somebody and i don't know how to dispose of yeah if you want proof go see it it's under this bridge Mm. and he realizes he lives in that town and so he actually goes there it's it's like yeah
1: it's like Grinder, but murder.
0: Exactly, yeah. um, that's and actually so, not a bad idea. Just take E mur- off and mur- murder. Yeah. yeah, and so
2: it's. I'm I, hold on. I'm writing that down. That's going to be a thing. God damn it!
0: Grinder, but for murder. <laughs> I'm doing
2: so something many. with that. I don't know <laughs> what yet. but It's happening. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but murder okay Rebecca McKendry owns that idea when he gets thanked in the credits and I get a character named after me you can have an
2: associate producer credit <laughs> oh, cool.
0: that sounds really important I'll take it
2: I'm so g- glad we managed What's to put line? a state
0: in Maine reference yes. in this episode that's what
2: you give your secretary, secretary for her birthday of a <laughs> raise. yeah
0: instead of an actual <laughs> present yeah
1: or what, what wasn't the line like that? that's what you give your intern instead of a raise that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. so um <laughs> state in Maine they didn't think we'd be going I there.
2: just pushed my daughter has a up. my daughter who was only three has mm. an associate producer credit in Birdemic 2. <laughs> <So. laughs> So there you so, go. No, she has
1: that forever.
2: And this is how Hollywood works.
1: in. So. No. But um, yeah.
2: anyway, so yeah, and um, even I, – I loved the use of technology in it because even by the second episode um, – the second episode is about this girl who becomes convinced that this guy is breaking into her apartment. Or wait, is this the first That's episode? That's the first Thank episode. That's the first episode. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 like, she leaves the apartment and then she comes back and something's different. There's a sandwich with a bite taken out of it. The mm-hmm. toilet seat is up for no reason. She's convinced something horrifying is going on.
2: Yeah, and so she sets up – cameras around her apartment and is watching them through her computer. Mm. And just that, even like the whole technology of mm-hmm. watching and then realizing that what is
1: going on in your apartment is still going on, like it never well, left. Uh, and yeah, that that's is, a great it's terrifying. I, I was actually going to mention this that the, the show banks very much on paranoia about mm-hmm. the notion of being watched, which is actually a very real fear. So, you know, oh, it makes, yeah. it, it's an incredibly modern show. Did you ever see Michael Haneke's film Cachet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cachet is a terrific movie mm-hmm. about that very same phenomenon. It's the first time I had seen that, especially in a movie, where uh, it's about a fellow who gets uh, videotapes of just sort of the front of his house. It's his house. It's, it's like, like an hour his of house. his house. And yeah, so somebody's been sending him the, these tapes, and the whole point of the movie is that nothing's going on in the tapes. He's not being incriminated. It's not a show of, of him doing something illicit. It's just somebody watching his house. Yeah. And it's how, not like his, Lost
2: Highway where they're in his bedroom. Yeah, I, I, was I
0: was about yeah, like to some, say that. Did Hanukkah Hon- Hon- ever actually say that he watched Lost Highway because well, it's the, the
1: same setup. It's the same setup. It plays but it's, different. It's, but total, it's a totally different point. I'm not accusing the point him of anything. I just wonder if he was inspired. The point of Haneke's film is that people... He's, this guy begins drastically changing his own habits and his own behavior just yeah. because he knows he's being watched. Yeah. And I think much of Dark Net is about the sort of notion of voyeurism and exhibitionism that the internet has brought into our lives. Yeah. And, uh... It's really scary when you think of yourself as being spied upon, and it's really horrifying when you think of yourself as... Being the exhibitionist, being want wanting to be looked at, yeah, which is why the the second the final segment of the second episode, mm-hmm. where the the guys peering out through the the, the curtains, mm-hmm. is sort of like the crux of the series because that is about being watched mm-hmm. and about watching and kind of the dark implications of that. I well, let's move on. We're going to be very uh, ginger about secrets on this show because um, especially, the, it just especially got, the good episode, yeah, because some it, of them
2: have some amazing
1: twists. No everything it's, for you. It's still available, so you know this is not mm-hmm. some long ago thing where we can talk about it sort yeah. of Yeah, this, this is on Netflix right now. You can actually still
0: watch this show. And you know, we encourage uh, you to do so. Even, th- even the episodes that aren't great are still fun. They're good episodes. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: and because the show ends on a good note, like I liked the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, We're going to talk about that. We'll it say it's not it's not as tight as the first few, mm-hmm. but it gets back to some of the charm. Um, but to get to the last episode, you kind of have to get through what I will call the worst half an hour of television I've ever seen. Oh, uh, so, uh, Is so, that the fifth episode? Yes. Fifth okay. episode. Oh my oh. God
1: about that we are um, going to right. go But crazy. you have yeah. to get yeah. through oh,
2: yeah. that to get the completion. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. You can you can get a description of what happens it's in the fifth episode, <laughs> episode and still you get, get the gist to. Of it. Get it's, there.
0: Fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Let's talk about episode 2. Uh the episodes by the way are very cleverly titled Darknet 1, Darknet 2, Darknet 3, Darknet 4, Darknet 5. I remember when um, Family Guy first came out on the air, if you look at the episode titles of so the first season and a half of Family Guy, mm-hmm. they're all titles that are about murder. Like, yeah, I never met yeah, yeah, yeah. the dead man. You know, mind over murder. It has nothing to do with the plot. And mm-hmm. they ch- stopped they were, doing it. they were just amusing themselves. They were amusing yeah, themselves. Yeah. They thought it would be funny to have every episode sound like some sort of, you know, 1950s crime TV show, mm-hmm. like Alfred Hitchcock Presents title. And then what they realized was that when they're talking about the episodes, it, made, it, it hurt it so much. Because no one knew which episode they were talking about. We can't do that. We did that in episode murder. Well, they're all murder. Yeah. Like, so... <laughs> this drives me nuts but whatever so Dark Knight 2 uh, Mm. is again very much the same uh, milieu it's a bunch of very connecting stories Um, the first one is actually not terribly interesting I think it's a, a cop going from hotel room I'm sorry from apartment department just telling people there's been a murder in the
1: building. Did you see anything? And we, then, we, but it with,
2: gets interesting. It gets a
1: little interesting, but I don't think it plays as well with as they a re- it does. recurring stock character, the yeah. like pretty Canadian single woman living in a small apartment by herself. Well, and also she's Ooh. on the, the strain. There's, there's by one, the one of way. those on every, every episode. episode, but yeah. there's
0: the actress uh, who plays her is on the strain. No, I mean she it's a, a bunch of different. I no, know, but this one is from it. the strain. And so basically, she comes in. It's like, oh, you tell me about the murder, and she's all like seducing him, and he's thinking about these, talking about all these horrible things, and. The implication is that she's She's the the murderer murderer. because she's so interested, and he keeps saying that the murder is very artistic, uh, and she's an artist, ha, ha, ha. But what you realize, I'm going to give this one away just because otherwise it's it's nothing. Mm. Um, you, You realize that he wasn't talking about a murder that had already taken place. He was talking about the murder he was planning right that minute. Yeah okay no, yeah it's okay that's come on it's okay it, it's, not, it's
2: not when great when I was watching it I was like oh shit he's the dude <laughs> yeah. and yeah and cause he'd been describing everything that he was about to do yeah. it kind of it, it was good enough mm. that like when I was watching
1: it they I was like listen, oh he's gimm- going there the gimmick is sort of the chronology of the show so you know that he's yeah. describing something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> it's, it's just part of the gimmick I, I, think they,
0: I think they play with that concept better in a later episode of mm-hmm. someone coming to the apartment and there's being a misunderstanding is adding?
1: that three
2: where there's I uh, think he's um, a three. meter
0: reader or a water uh, reader. He's, a, he's stone a, stone. a telephone, that's, that's four. That that's four. four. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's...
1: Is it four? I wrote it down the thingy. And four was also yeah. the one with the... the no, that's three. Four three. Four was the one with the baby as mm-hmm.
0: well. So. Yeah. No, no, that's three. I'm trying to We're get We're talking the about the phone repair is three and the baby is three as well. Oh, okay. Three's, oh, okay. A, good, three's a decent idea. Yeah, three was All good. Right. All right. Uh, but then what's really going on here is actually... Stories of a woman who is breaking up with her husband over the phone. She's Mm being cheated on. She feels very unattractive, and then she notices that outside the window there is some guy in an apartment across the street Mm -hmm. staring at her. And initially, she just thinks, "Okay, I'll just give him a little thrill," and she flashes him. But then it just gets more and more kinky, and she starts feeling more and more empowered. And boy, does that one end well! That
2: (laughs)
1: is like the best ending of the
0: season for me. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great that's a really really great yeah, that, that
1: was one of those ones where I'm watching it at night in the dark with my wife sleeping next to me and, and I had to sort of cover my mouth and go oh crap no, that one yeah, that, that was really,
2: really worth great, the really really entire
1: great. season for me <laughs> just yeah. that
2: ending it's a really um, great that's band. one I like I still tell people I'm like just watch it for this if you cannot watch anything else just watch the <laughs> second episode so you can watch this ending mm.
0: Uh, and then there's another one where a guy has just moved into next like a power substation and he keeps hearing this ringing in his ears and it starts driving him insane, like the end of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, which there's an the, the twist on that one. There's actually a couple twists on that one, but the big twist about what was really going on with him, I feel like it is it, it makes sense, but it isn't justified. Yeah. Like it tells you like, oh, here's exactly what was going on. And then you look at it and it's like, yeah, but when did that happen? Yeah.
2: There's no, and it, it does not it didn't Plan. have as tight as a, a link as I would have liked. Aside from, oh, he lives in the building too. Yeah, and yeah,
1: and then I, there's, uh, yeah. it's it's fine because it makes Toronto look like a hotbed for murder and insanity. So yeah, and just living did, in Toronto will drive you to murderous insanity. It did T- give Toronto a little is, different. is full of violence and death and wonderful horrific murders yeah. all the time. And
2: whereas most of them kind of um, root themselves in the slasher subgenre, that one was different. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, that one
0: felt more like a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. episode or something, yeah. which was kind of cool. And then the other uh, bit on that was a guy who is cheating on his wife uh, with the artist from the opening segment. As uh, so this took place earlier, and then he goes on this sort of sexy scavenger hunt throughout mm-hmm. the city. That Ends in a the, way
1: that is it's, okay. It's i mean, it's surprising, but it uh, that doesn't really though ha- have the impact. You know yet. what's going to happen. You know that when it gets to
0: like the last thing in the scavenger hunt, something bad has happened. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, what happens makes sense, but it isn't exactly what you're led to believe will happen. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of straightforward.
1: Yeah, no, there's, just there's no of, big twist. You just yeah, kinda just sort of gross down. and sad. But that's, that's what I like, and I think that's why anthology horror just sort of in general is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Because you can go through one of these stories and all bets are off. You can just sort of have a story that ends with a murder or death. The main character is a killer or is going to die. I want that I want that game show Murder or Death. Murder or yeah. Death.
2: That's actually a good movie. Murder by Death. Does oh that is a good movie. Is it good? Oh, I thought everyone hated oh that one. Oh my god. I do Murder by it It's like right over the there. Don't want
0: Capote right?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah it's that, amazing. That's in like, that's in like lists of the it worst, it worst yeah. movies ever made. Oh it's so People terrific. don't care for that movie. Cold oh time. Uh, I'm saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying I think it's interesting I'm catching
1: the video off of the shelf. Viviani
0: you were borrowing that seen it a long time my it point is isn't amazing that my yeah. point isn't that it, I actually saw this when I was a kid I liked it when I was a kid so my years. point is it that I just thought it's one of those things where I just thought everyone had turned on it, it and I didn't know that the tide had turned in the hilarious. other direction
1: I, I think that who's in this movie there's Truman Capote but there's also Eileen Brennan James Coco Peter Falk Alec Guinness yeah. Elsa Lanchester Bride of Frankenstein yes. David Niven Peter Sellers Maggie Smith Estelle Winwood Uh-oh. from Bewitched yeah. and, 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 uh, and James Cromwell plays a Frenchman it's
2: not going to play as well for um, I'll call them contemporary audiences especially younger generations because it's referencing the detective boom from the 1960s uh, and 70s yeah, yeah, like sort of Agatha Christie yeah, type like, thing yeah. Peter no Ford one, plays essentially Columbo, Columbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so yeah. like I mean if you're watching it now and you aren't familiar with who Agatha Christie or Columbo yeah. were kind of like what their idiosyncrasies uh, were then yeah. it's not going to make a lot of sense I think but there's
1: but, a, a certain segment of young people who are sort of raising themselves on essentially Gen X nostalgia Mm -hmm. even though they're now two generations removed yeah so for those like 10 people Murder by Death is going to play. Yeah,
0: here's but there's a lot of horror movies that I just thought no one liked, and I'm wondering if we need to reevaluate all of them now. Like, what's like what's the over under on Haunted Honeymoon? How are we doing on that?
1: Is, that, is that
2: good? The, the Baba film?
1: No, 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 the Gene Wilder movie. Oh, I'm
2: Haunted sorry. Honeymoon what's sucks. the one that
1: I'm thinking Haunted of? Honeymoon Haunted, 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 Honeymoon Haunted Honeymoon sucks. sucks. Haunted Honeymoon sucks. I saw it recently. It sucks. It's okay. Not, it's not funny. It doesn't play well. It's like a, a cheap. Well, movie I saw the I saw a, the other
0: version of that. The one with Christopher Lee, John Cassavetes. Uh, and uh, Peter Cushing Mm. Uh, and that also sucked (laughs) that also was not a good movie (laughs) it was damn disappointing because that's like the only movie they're all in oh and Vincent Price is in it too it's the only movie they're all in together it's the House of the Long Window
2: oh that House Mm. of Long Shadows House of of Long Shadows so boring it's
0: hard it's legendary because it's got a great cast and it's hard to find or at least it was now it's on Amazon Prime uh, and I I was like oh fuck it I'll watch this I've always wanted to see this and it sucks
2: and the Baba film which I love is Hatchet for the Honeymoon
0: that is a good. Um, one. That is a great movie. That's a good one. I'll I don't think
2: I've seen Haunted Honeymoon. I remember the yeah. box cover from I, when I was I a kid. I saw it when I was
0: a kid. I remember liking
2: dumb it, dumb but Deleuze
1: I just liked the I guarantee
2: my husband has seen that and loves it if it has okay. Dom okay.
1: DeLuise in it. I wonder. Okay. Oh, Haunted, oh the, okay, I of a witch. Oh, I just wrote a piece on Blumhouse. Uh, Silence, of the Hams, Silence of the Hands, which
2: he was pissed he didn't do. That when we got married, when we got together, when we got together. Oh my gosh, your husband. I feel terrible. No, no, you're fine. No, when we got together. Like when we first started dating in college... Um, the very first night we met, we watched uh, Resputin, which was like this made-for-HBO movie. Oh yeah. Um, but we like we like, also yeah yeah we bonded over our love of like weird little lesser-known movies. And so on, like our third date, he showed me Silence of the Hams. Nice. And nice. I was so bored, and he was Aww. stoned out of his gourd, just cracking up the entire time, because um, it was college, and that's what he did. Um, <laughs> the director yeah.
1: got in touch with us. Are you serious? The We're try to get him on the Ezio yeah. has sent me private <laughs> messages on Twitter and we're gonna try to get him on the, on oh, the podcast oh my gosh How you gotta tell me when you took his Dave will freak
2: out <laughs> right. oh my god he loves that movie so much and then when he saw that article ran mm. he was like you never let
0: me even talk about that movie <laughs> and I
2: was like yeah
0: I got sniped I got sniped on Blumhouse recently uh, Derek Faraci I was in the middle of writing an editorial about uh, sort of our ownership of existing movies and why we shouldn't worry about reboots and then I'm Don't literally hate. halfway through it and I, I see his version and I'm like no, delete, yeah, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, delete. there goes that. It was a good idea, damn it. All anyway, right,
1: but we're, we're uh, we are off topic. Yes, we are bit.
0: inside <laughs> baseball. All right, but so, okay. Oh, so hang on, four, uh, uh, that's not on that page. Right. So it's, don't don't grab my don't grab my shit. Uh, so episode three, Darknet three. Um, this one has a so bit die, that I'm actually confused die, by.
1: Die. Bird?
0: So oh, he has one I'm actually kind of confused by so the opening bit of this is a sort of a yuppie guy and they do this like montage where you see he has a phone mm-hmm. and he has like a pocket handkerchief and he's in a suit and he's walking to a meeting it's he's got very yuppie
2: like it feels American psycho
0: it feels American psycho but it feels like this sort of judge him look at him well, he yeah, uh, on his phone the,
1: it's it's the way of communicating that he's an asshole right away oh yeah yeah so he's so we hate him already so there's this bit so he's walking to his
0: meeting he's got 10 to get there. And then there's another guy who isn't very well dressed and isn't very attractive
1: and has and, that, and has like co- like really comically bad makeup store teeth.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he's just going in the same direction, Mm -hmm. and they're both trying to get to the same meeting. And I thought the gag would be that something horrifying would happen to the other guy, and he was the guy he had to have a meeting with. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, the guy just dies, and that's it. And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, that's it. it, Yeah. It's
1: it's it's murder. He kind of kills, but it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Who was he? Was he like a street performer? Was this a gag? Yeah. There's no explanation. No. It's actually, I really love that segment because it's really great silent filmmaking. Yeah. It is we in the following. Any, we, we don't need yeah. any of his any of his words or what he's doing. We see what he's where he's going. We see uh-huh. this other guy. We see the rivalry form. You, you would see this in like Buster well, Keaton short. And you also see, walking. but you also well, see, see how kind of guy, one guy's really well dressed, one guy's really schlubby, and we have this class warfare going on right in front of us. It's all communicated. But yeah, and
2: no, I will agree that there's absolutely no explanation given for this segment whatsoever. Yeah, well, but I and, did and even like, when it
1: pays off later, it's that doesn't make any. Yeah, sense. it But it doesn't pay off. Well, one one you the talking about the ca- last shot with like the video? I'm talking about the, the, we see those other characters later in the episode.
0: We don't. We don't see the guy who died. We do. You see the guy in the video, like at the end. It's like that's the, is that the thing? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense because that guy was watching that video like that day of that dude. So that doesn't make any sense.
2: I still like that um, the fear that was created, and I will say like silent filmmaking because you see the yuppie guys start to get really scared. Mm. Um, of why he's being followed and what this guy is doing. Like at first he's like disregarding it and then he gets perturbed yeah. and then he actually gets like a little alarmed. And, and the
1: guy's so weird looking he's kind of monstrous. You're not really I, sure what's going go on. I guess I
0: get it. I just, I feel like when you're dealing with a short form storytelling you have to be very clean and very clear and mm-hmm. if you're not um, it doesn't always play. You know, the whole bit with the voyeurism mm. is very clear, very simple. She's feeling unattractive because her her husband is cheating on her. Now she feels attractive because there's a voyeur. hmm I get it. This guy is hurrying to get to a meeting. Another guy happens to be walking on the street. Mm. Therefore, rivalry. No, there's nothing They're not getting in each other's way. This isn't like changing lanes but where they're, they're, they're constantly like ruining they're, each they're, other. They're, they're weirdly, like trailing him. Is,
1: yeah, one guy's walking very aggressively, and another guy's walking right next to him, matching him footstep for footstep. Right. A street performer so, is annoying. I don't get why. <laughs> <laughs> but there's he's <laughs> kind, of kind, of kind
0: of a creepy dude. Yeah. So it's, 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 I, 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 I assumed he was sympathetic. I thought that was the whole point because he's kind um. of
2: schlubby. If a mime is walking behind me mirroring my movements then I'm like oh dude that's like way annoying but if a guy who's like homeless with messed up teeth and crazy eyes is doing it I'm like oh my god I'm about to the, get
0: shit.
1: This, this, yeah. so, okay. this guy's about to strangle me.
0: So you're both bad people you both think really bad things about the homeless that's what you're saying.
1: I, I think if the TV, TV show is going to give me a monstrous man I'm going to be a little bit afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright fine. And that, as it turns out he's also involved in some other monstrous things. Well thing. the guy the yuppie guy ends up having another segment
0: throughout this episode uh, where he keeps trying to order a prostitute and then the same prostitute keeps showing up that's not the one which, he ordered. Yeah. which
1: is an easy twist to predict but it's still kind of fun when
0: yeah. they, when they yeah. do the reveal what I thought was kind of fun was that when he's going through the website picking a prostitute oh and here's Tanya and I was like they're all famous porn yeah, stars yeah one of them yeah. was uh, Jesse Jesse Jane Jane yeah who's a very nice lady and yeah. another one is, he, a, he knows porn stars. I know yeah. porn stars and then there's uh, I think one of them was actually Devin who was a porn star in the 90s who hasn't worked in a long time <laughs> had like an old photo of her or something it was ah. weird. Yeah, because I I guess really Jesse Jane actually might have like said yeah
1: this, I'm fine with this and like I feel like Devin is just like yeah, how would you even track her down she hasn't worked in the industry in like 20 years. Here, here's another thing the third prostitute comes with a strap on. Yes, like, he, like she's wearing it in her picture and he actually asked, to, like very excited does she come with all that? Yeah, it's an intense experience. <laughs> now, that he's offered. So we have now had a Canadian TV series and a mainstream studio picture to feature pegging. <laughs> that, that I have personally encountered in this mm-hmm. year, because Deadpool had a pegging scene—a oh, great pegging right. scene, mm. yes. yeah, one of the best. So pegging is much more common than we think. Oh, pegging is super common, but yeah, uh, let's have this conversation. All <laughs> right, now, <maybe>. let's, <laughs> our, our podcast to boys, okay. let's
0: just bring it up. Um What? Well. All right, so the uh, one of the other thing that's going on this episode is, and this, this one's just great because it's just one scene. It's mm. a babysitter. Coming in for a job for a job interview, mm-hmm. and the implication is that the baby is uh, uh, like ill hooked up mm-hmm. to a machine mm-hmm. and then while she's having the interview there's a flat line uh, and the person who's interviewing her does nothing about it okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great scene it just it doesn't really pay <laughs> doesn't off matter. terribly well because it, well, it, it doesn't make sense why the thingy like it doesn't actually explain why it goes from one thing to another well, yeah. yeah
1: we would that's something that's a little vague but like, I, like i don't like mind the two guys walking to, well it's an amusing concept but what does it mean you know what it's yeah. it's kind of weird but it, i didn't really find it to be the Horrific. No, there's, I
2: just enjoyed her anxiety because she's sitting yeah. there and she's hearing this flatline, and the woman
1: has disappeared, and she's just like, "What do I do?" Well, and and, and I love just like, "Shouldn't we do something?" Yeah. And the mom actually comes back with her, "You're going to look after the kid. Don't tell me how to <laughs> It's Like, but your child is dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a young child, so yeah. yeah.
0: And then there's a and then there's another one. This is the basically the same setup as episode two, where a guy comes to a woman's apartment. Uh, there's a she hears on the news there's a serial killer around, mm. and here's this creepy guy. He's here to investigate her phone, and then he's just sort of socially awkward. And she gets really scared, and she teases the shit out of him. Mm. And then she hears on the radio that they caught the killer. Yeah. Okay. Already that's 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 a good thing right there. Uh, and then it keeps going, mm. and it gets really predictable real fast. Mm-hmm. Is it just me? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they they do this thing where
1: I'm just gonna. Talk about this one because I don't think it works it's very It's not very a big well.
0: good enough twist I to, I don't, try to save. It, this isn't
1: this isn't worth preserving. The, so the guy, the guy she talks about how much he loves his sister and how much mm-hmm. this woman reminds him of his sister and you think yeah. there's some sort of psycho thing So going. then we cut to later on,
0: um she assaulted him basically for no reason, and so he and his sister are suing her. Uh, and so she's stressed out. It's costing her all this money. And then she happens to get an email for some scammy thing about stress relief. So she goes for it. Starts taking these pills. Mm. it going to be worth it? And then she gets like a, a letter with like someone like dissolving a skeleton and putting it into pills. And on the bottom of the pill bottle, it says brother. So she's been like slowly eating Eating her brother. Her own brother, who had been established as a character. But then they assume that's not the twist, because later on, they reveal that she's been eating her brother that wasn't just some random skeleton you can't do that we're way ahead of yeah. you yeah, yeah, we're yeah. way ahead of, we've seen Tales from the Crypt before we understand, <laughs> we yeah. understand poetic justice like you, you, you're you needing your own brother and you can't do it twice and then it ends with her tasing herself which I'm like that probably won't kill you no it wouldn't I've yeah. seen people taste themselves before Yeah, I
1: mean maybe she would taste wait, herself wait, in wait, the hang, head hang it. stop stop you've seen people taste themselves let's move on actually more. this is <laughs> actually an
2: amusing story This <laughs> is in college um, <laughs> I had some
1: really dumb friends in college.
2: No, and that was
1: (laughs) the start of it. Oh, this is a one time I was so drunk that I. No, I wasn't drunk because
2: I've never really been into uh, chemicals in any sense. Like Mm. I've smoked up a couple times enough to go. "Eh." And I've drunk. I mean, I've, I've of course, been drunk many, many times, but I've I'm never. I'm on really Paxil <laughs> right now. I don't that's what I'm say. No, I just I've, I've.
1: I've had a lot of tea. That's I think yeah, that's, that's I'm,
2: I'm like loaded up on caffeine, but I think I'm too much of a control freak mm-hmm. yeah, for like yeah, any yeah. fun substance. I really am. Like <laughs> I just I get frustrated, and even when I get drunk, after a good like half an hour, I reach this point where I'm like. Okay, I'm sick of being I'm drunk. I'm done being drunk. Yeah, now. like I'm done yeah. being drunk now, and I get really frustrated that I can't undo being drunk. Um, so anyway, I'm not a huge drinker. Got it. But in college, um, so I'm sitting with a group of friends, and one of my friends had a taser, um, and it was <laughs> like actually you do, or, well, it was a female it. friend yeah. who had a taser, and she was like carrying it around campus. It was actually for protection. Um, but one of my very drunk male friends took it and was like, I want to taste something. And he was holding a beer can. Oh, no. He didn't say, hey, ch-
1: check this out. I'm going to stab myself so, in the chest. So or... a
2: moth lands on the beer can. Like one of those, like, <laughs> this is in the south in, like, the middle of the summer. Oh, so, so it's like Everybody's a three-foot wingspan. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. Mothman has oh. landed on his beer can. And so he's like, I'm going to taste this fucking moth. And he tases the moth, not even thinking that it's going to go through the beer can. And he shocks the fuck out of himself. And so then we stand there for like 30 seconds and we're like, oh my god, do we need to call the paramedics? And then he like wakes back
0: up. Okay. Well, so he passed out. He passed I mean, out. Serious question. Was the beer okay? I have no Why? idea. Because that's my thing. I want to know. Like, Wait, so you electrified your beer. Is that better now? Did you somehow... Did that somehow, like, neutralize It's, like, micro-brew
1: secret. It's like a flaming moe. Like, it's just... It it changed Bud Light to some, like, really complex craft brew. (laughs) If you tease a Bud Light, it all of a
2: sudden tastes like candy. You get, like, an angry bastard or something. Yeah, you've, like, completely reshaped the beer industry. You just have to electrocute Beast, and it's, like... Perfect. um, But the thing is, is that what's
0: weird is that you try it a bunch of other times and it never works. and never works, and then you realize you have to add the moth. Yeah, (laughs) you're combining the moth and beer. It's like
2: medicine
1: man. It was the moth all along. Thank you for remembering, Medicine Man. You and I are the only two. You know, I, I, I'm going to say, "Drop dead for remembering Medicine Man." Was
0: gone. Medicine um,
1: Man taught me a valuable lesson about ants. Eat, like, ants? Yeah, eat ants. Yeah. Eat ants. eat ants. Eat ants. Eat ants
0: whenever you can.
1: <laughs> but that, that's a great idea for a, a horror flick, right there. You know, the, for the the modern hipster audience, the craft brew that requires human parts. Ooh, that is. Oh, weird. so it's like corpse grinders. Yeah, it'll be yeah, like, it's like beer. Sweeney Todd, but beer. But, you know, yeah. updated for the modern Brooklyn hipster. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there you, yeah. okay. you can mm. call it bone brew or blood Artesian brew or bone brew. Ooh. Art, art,
0: artisanal blood. <laughs> artisanal. It's, it's all natural. <laughs> we promise. Uh,
2: <laughs> so anyway, that was my right. watching a guy taste himself story. Thanks, right. Bobby, so, for uh, that one. So, <laughs> I hope you're okay. <laughs> so
0: Darknet 4. Darknet 4 is where it starts to, Darknet 3 was Okay.
1: Darknet uh, 4 there's like Darknet one good bit and then it's mostly not. Yeah, Darknet uh, Darknet 4 is the one with the breast implants. Yes, yeah. which the, which was creepy. Which was the, the the bit I liked. Yeah, because uh, I had never seen that in a movie before yeah. it's kind of an original serial killer sort of story well it's not really serial killer but it, I mean, it's an original horrifying there's a
0: woman she just had breast implants and they're not healing right and the doctor tells her it's fine mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine turns out it's not mm-hmm. and I'm not going to ruin how it pays off because I think it's actually a good bit Uh But uh, yeah. But that's the only good bit. Yeah, and then there's this bit at the beginning, which honestly could have been it's a whole thing. (laughs) You could have done this as a whole episode if you had played it right. Could have been a movie. Uh, If you recall, Mike Flanagan uh, has a new movie out this year called Hush. It's on Netflix, Mm -hmm. it's quite good. It is about a deaf woman fighting off a home invasion by a Mm -hmm. serial killer. The opening of uh, Darknet Four is about a woman who is off of her meds, and she's got some sort of medication that keeps her she's not like anxious, she's potentially hallucinating. She's super,
1: super anxious. She's freaked out by a
0: statue. She, of she's she's so kind of
2: almost of, it's almost like schizophrenia.
0: She's on antipsychotics. Yeah. So she's off. Her, she she ran out of her medication. She's she doesn't know what's real and what's not. And that's when someone decides mm-hmm. to attack her. That's a cool idea yeah. for a horror story. But then it just ends real quick. Yeah. And then she's in a coma and it turns out that like her husband's just had engineered the whole thing and she's powerless to stop him it's like uh what was that movie with uh, Matthew L. Merrick? Uh, Diver and the Butterf- Bell and Butterfly. Okay. Yeah. Like Bell and Bell the Butterfly. Yeah. Like, diving Bell the Butterfly. She says, how-, how else to stop it? And then it turns out the Doctor has a creepy crush on her. And it's a creepy idea, but by that point, the plot is so elaborate, I'm not focused on the universal
1: quality well, it, of the horror. I'm too yeah. focused on the
0: plot to really it, care that By
1: much. episode four, it seems like they were already out of ideas on mm-hmm. how to sort of interconnect stuff. Yeah, that was so, so that cool. it was it was a little too plot-driven yeah. all of a sudden. And uh, this was also one where they had like a, a recurring character now. That we had seen in a previous episode, and I realized, oh no, no, if when it becomes about mythology and plot and story and recurring characters and sort of these soap opera dynamics, TV shows become way less interesting.
2: Yeah, as soon as we get into Kevin Bacon's backstory, I stop. Yeah. It. Well, it's, yeah. Also, um, it's just
1: less scary because it's now it's super specific.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the difference between, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think there was, there was an example. It's, it's the difference between this could happen to anybody and this could only
1: happen here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it's know, like,
2: American horror story. It's yeah, all exactly. about backstory. Uh, or yeah. or, Where, or versus, heck, even, even
1: like, I was re-watching a lot of the old Star Trek series and near the end of all of those shows, it's like it becomes about the interpersonal relationships and then they get ra- rather than about sort of trekking through space and it's like yeah I don't care who's dating who yeah
2: I want child. weird time anomaly well, yeah, week exactly. I don't <laughs> care about Chakotay's
1: little issue I'm a voyager <laughs> fan sorry my, my go to example so, is Chakotay really you're gonna Chakotay and stuff yes I'm Chakotay, guys. Yeah.
0: So, uh, my, my go to example is the Halloween franchise because if Halloween could happen to anybody mm-hmm. and then you realize in Halloween too no it could only happen to this person and right. he's only after his own family so if you don't personally know a Strode you're safe yeah mm-hmm. and that completely neutered the entire entire series well then I
1: feel that's kind of our modern milieu with this whole yeah. remake thing it's like they're, they're only making these things because we cared about something different mm-hmm. yeah. they're not trying to make us care about something new they're just sort of Piggy, yeah. Piggybacking on our goodwill, but, but this not badly. There's a few exceptions.
2: But for me, this was the episode where the show started to rapidly decline, and this is the mm. one that made me question: like, is this why they canceled it so quickly? Mm. Did it just like by four and five, which is the worst episode I've ever seen We're in my about life? To talk to five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, talk I mean, it ended on a decent note, but I mean, I for only six episodes, I wonder why they would cancel it so quickly because three was still holding its own but then by the time you get to four I was just kind of like okay the breast implants were cool but what made them so circuitously brilliant at the start mm-hmm. by the time it got to four I was like well that's not a good connection the only no. connection it's is that th- there's like cool.
0: one guy he's sort of like a hitman or mercenary and yeah. he's in all the different
1: pieces here's but it doesn't play out very
0: here's well. my also theory. there's nothing
1: about Darknet in here no none of these stories it are about the website dark, yeah. Right? well yeah, yeah. Here, here's my theory is that uh, Vincenzo Natale who was kind of the, the creator of the show uh, <laughs> along with some others and the creators uh, of Torihata, yeah uh, and, and Torihata. to like, be fair uh, he, he went to the producers and he pitched this and he, he said Look, we'll give us some sample episodes and he had the first two already in the bank like he'd been thinking about those oh, for a while oh that's why those are so tight and so those yeah. are really tight he had already scripted those, those the and kind of episodes the t- tend to be quite tightly constructed yeah, but, yeah. and he had like a, a germ of the third by the time he got to the fourth this was when he had to start creating on the fly and you uh, and
0: had to bring in other people to, who might not have been on the same page.
1: So yeah, I think by that, it's like the phenomenon of artists like like musicians who start with their best record because they've been sitting on it for many years. They've been you know working on it for a long, long time. Yeah. They finally put out this record. It's brilliant. Somebody says make a second record real fast. They do it on the fly, and it's it's Perfect nearly as good.
0: Perfect example of this. True Detective. Yes. True, True Detective yeah. season one was written, polished. Completely, I mean I know some people were disappointed it didn't end up being like super super supernatural at the end, Mm. but like it works. It It functions. It It works it functions. It's a brilliant storytelling. But then he tried to do something just as ornate, even more ornate Mm. in season two. And it wasn't as polished. Yeah, people yeah. lost interest super fast.
1: I, I heard the same thing happened with Heroes, even though I didn't. Oh yeah, watch the season show, t- but
0: uh, jumped the shark immediately. The first episode,
1: <laughs> season two, it was dead. They were out of
0: ideas, and you could so,
1: tell. I, I that's what I got from episode four was that they were kind of out of ideas. They're trying to throw. They're trying out stuff rather than really sort of polishing <laughs> yeah. and fitting it together. And by the time they get to five, it's like they, they've already jumped the shark so quickly they've already run out of ideas so quickly that they have to start diversifying way too soon. Yeah, yeah.
2: 5 um, was just one solid story.
1: Like, it's the it only episode even. that's one story. And it's the
2: least, it's the interesting, least story. interesting story. The inter- yeah.
0: Any other story in Dark, literally any other one, would have made a better episode yeah. than this. Because this is the most generic horror movie storyline we've all seen I'll this. say this oh, we've all re- i have Everyone has everyone here worked as like a development assistant or intern oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. I've, I've a all, lot of crappy scripts we've oh, yeah. all read
1: this yeah. script as a boring feature
0: and recommended it not get yeah, made yeah we've done here's, coverage on these yeah
1: here, here, here's my embarrassment as a guy who wrote coverage I got the script for Cabin Fever back in the year 2000 uh-huh. and I passed on it you know what we you passed. were right
2: Uh when you were I right, was, right. Okay. it's not a good movie I don't make money it's not good yeah when a, I was at Fang we were um, offered paranormal or well, I can't say offered, like they uh, approached us about paranormal activity, mm-hmm. and we were like, uh? but then again, <laughs> I don't know if we would have done quite the same thing with it because what made it mm-hmm. so amazing was the Blumhouse marketing. Yeah, um, yeah. And it had it ended up with
0: Fango, we probably well, would have like, oh, I don't know. But, I was, yeah. uh, when I was in development, one of the hardest lessons for me to learn is that you know, it's I, I looked at scripts that were like on file, and we, we the place I'd worked had rejected so many great scripts over the years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, do, you, "Do we feel bad about that?" And they were just like, "No, the, you you can't always know it's going to be a winner. The important thing is that the stuff you do make mm. turned out okay, you know. As like, so you and, and for all you know, you would have screwed it up. Mm. So." kind of a defeatist attitude and then the actual track record of that company wasn't very good (laughs) so but it was still a decent lesson you know like you know a lot of people turned down a lot of great stuff over the years like there are books about movies that almost got made that could have gotten made Steven Spielberg was going to do Harry Potter but he wanted Haley Joel Osment in it and J.K. Rowling said no kid has to be British and Steven Spielberg lost interest we have one up on our
2: site this morning John Carpenter almost directed Exorcist
0: 3 you put that Um, as a headline I thought everyone knew that sometimes I wonder if I'm too close to this
2: it's, I have to well, I've think, had to learn think, that think on the site think of like a 15 year
0: old what no, I, I, yeah. I, I keep because forgetting that I have to keep reintroducing some information to me yeah. and when point. I'm
2: um, approaching people about articles I get that a lot like everyone knows the story like even just this past week my husband Dave did the story behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre which everyone the, who is yeah, in yeah, our kind of geeky or, world or, goes yeah, oh yeah or, we've heard the story of Ed Gein we've seen movies mm-hmm. all this stuff but people on the site were like holy shit I never knew this existed and so we have to remember that you know well one the Blumhouse demographic is slightly younger than I'm used to like at the Fangoria yeah. we had a much older demographic mm-hmm. than we see at Blumhouse right. um, but also that not everyone I mean the three of us are kind of ingrained in this industry
0: and know a lot of these backstories just from, right. you well, know. we've been doing the research for longer yeah. this is the thing that I think is interesting because the gatekeepers to geekery and even just art are older mm. than people who are just discovering it and As a result, two things happen. One, we know a lot, fine, but we're also kind of blind to some of the stuff that's happening on the ground level early on. This is one of the reasons why I did that couple of articles at Blumhouse recently about who are the new masters of horror mm-hmm. because we look at James Wan as a contemporary. We don't realize people are growing up with James Wan. Yeah. He is the new Wes Craven <laughs> to a lot of people and it's time to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think. And I think that's that's true for a lot of stuff and I think I we have to remember we have to reintroduce old stuff or the new generations will forget about yeah. it. So, young, young,
1: younger listeners. Yes. That's one of the reasons
2: um, why we started doing creepy pastas on the site, which mm. We yeah, do in yeah. excess, and they perform amazingly well for us. So it
1: paid off really well. Real fast, go? not what, everyone knows what a creepy pasta yeah, is. Uh, yeah,
2: well, I
1: don't know what a creepy pasta is. Oh, I was gonna. Man. Well, I was yeah. gonna ask what the etymology of that phrase is. So I have no idea. Yeah,
2: creepy pastas, um, which is something that Blumhouse has now kind of become known for, and we really specialize in um, because of one of our writers, Greg Burkhardt, who is is a guru at them. Um, but creepy started on Reddit. And it was where people would post um, very much like a darknet thing where the mm-hmm. weird shit they find on the internet. Like, hey, I found mm-hmm. this creepy video. And a lot of it they would say is from the dark side mm-hmm. of the web and mm-hmm. Reddit's got red rooms. They would say, I found this in a red
0: something room. Something like Slender like Man is sort of an Ur er example, yeah. Yeah. although we know where that one came yeah. from. Yeah. Like,
1: here's this know, picture. An, oh, wasn't that like a contest or something? Then we yes. know where
0: that one came from, but it took no. on a life of its own and no, a lot of people think it's real. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And so <clears> you post these weird videos that you find or, um, you know, shit that you make or crazy stories. Mm-hmm. And then um, people will start adding to it. Like, yeah, I like saw an exquisite this. Or, corpse. hey, did yeah. you? Yeah, and it becomes a very exquisite quirks thing. It's like crowd writing, yeah. um, where everyone starts joining in. Um, the rules of the creepypasta, which is, um, you asked where the term came from. It's for copy and paste. It's like a, a oh, variation okay. of copy and paste, yeah. um, but creepy, creepy pasta or cut and paste. Um, but people will start adding to it, and usually the one rule of the threads is that you cannot. Um, you must maintain suspended disbelief. Yeah, you can't say this is bullshit. Yeah, as soon as somebody comes out and is like, I saw this clip before, it's from this movie. Or like one of the really famous ones is the Russian sleep experiment, um, Mm -hmm. which is a clip of this like emaciated creature whose lips have receded and teeth are like really pointy and eyes are bulgy. And the whole creepypasta concept is that they ran this experiment in Russia um, because, you know, it's a foreign country and we don't know what's going on. It was (laughs) supposed to be this crazy. Urban legends
1: work better when they're far away. Exactly. And
2: so these function as urban legends. That's what they ultimately are. They just tend to be very kind of based on a technology or a media or I found this video. There's always like a a media component to it. Um, Some type of like visual proof is usually Mm -hmm. part of it. And uh, for the Russian sleep experiment, it's, they were running these experiments. They wouldn't let people sleep for months. And this is what it did. Here's a picture of what the inverse effect was. Look at this mm-hmm. horrible creature. Now, the actual creature that is used in that picture um, comes from a Halloween prop. It was a picture that somebody took of a Halloween prop like decades ago. But if you say that on the thread, people will fucking eat you alive, (laughs) and then you'll get called like crazy names because it's the internet. You'll probably be called Hitler a few times. They want to believe in their stories. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's this whole kind of concept of suspended disbelief. But they're also they're written by they're kind of like stories by committee because everybody adds to them, and that kind of creates the mythos as whole.
0: What I think is fascinating about that is the that fervor to believe in it. You know, the X-Files joke, I want to believe. But in the age of the internet where information is so readily available Mm -hmm. and and if you know where to look, accurate information is out Uh, there.
1: Accurate-ish. If you know where to look, if you go to LexisNexis, you can get accurate information. That's a thing. If you find it on the internet, it's, it's not substantiated, but yeah, it can okay. <laughs> be if you
0: go to a place that actually has to stand. My, my mm. point is, it's that it's there. Whitney, mm. you don't have to argue everything right. I, I I love it, uh, but my point is, that it's all out there. But it's it's like it's robbing us of our sense of wonder, mm-hmm. and we will fight to the nail to get it back, even if we have to leave in something terrible.
2: And right? I, I will say that there are some things that um, of the creepypastas that are questionably true to the point that I'm like, okay, that's a little creepy. Mm. Um, like there was one where it was supposed to be a video that somebody found on a VHS tape, and it's a girl sitting there talking about how um, she doesn't know what to do because she just doesn't feel like herself. And then in the next clip, she's missing her arm. Huh. And it's ha! like...
1: Oh, well, that, that's... That's a real phenomenon. Uh, Yeah, missing your arm. Well, I've seen a documentary called Hole, and it's about this Mm. sort of psychological phenomenon, like body dysmorphia, where uh, people look at their own bodies, they see their arm, and they say that's not right and they through just sort of aesthetic reasons want to have limbs removed yeah and once they have their legs taken off or their arms. they taken feel off, right yeah they feel okay now yeah um and it's it's such a rare phenomenon and so odd that there's no name for it and yeah. there's some controversy as to whether or not that's uh, like something that should be treated or should these people be indulged yeah. Well, and you know, how how different is that from, like, a transgendered person who looks at their body and says, that's not right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of this so, yeah. stuff
2: is actually, like, legitimately creepy to the point that yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's real or not. I'm going to sneeze, guys. Fine.
0: <laughs> you sneeze away. I we're gonna trying talk, to
2: hold it
1: back.
0: We're going to talk, like, talk about how much episode five sucks for okay. a second.
1: Uh, the, yeah, um, episode five, uh, yeah, as, as we said, was yeah. one story. It's about a, a shy woman Mm. Uh, who is working with this other guy who might kind of be flirting with her or she might be flirting with him. It's kind of hard to tell at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone she, keeps sending her she emails, emails about, about a, security
0: footage of murders.
1: Yeah, she, she sees videos of this mysterious hooded figure who just sort of stands stationary in a location. And somebody's somebody comes up to this hooded figure, they are murdered by the hooded figure. Yeah. And uh, she's really creeped out. She keeps getting these emails and eventually she gets a date on a piece of paper in her yeah. apartment. Oh, and, and it's the
0: stupidest it's moment in a very stupid yeah. episode because the piece of paper is black and it's a rectangle yeah. and she holds the rectangle up to her computer screen and she realizes the rectangle is the same size as the video file she was sent. And I'm like, you could resize that video. There was no way to <laughs> yeah. assume that if that was full, if you had decided
1: to hit full frame on that, that entire plot point doesn't work. Um, it's a stupid understanding of the internet. But, you know, if, if you want to get sort of the uh, ideal resolution on that video, it has to be just that size uh, on just this size screen oh never mind yeah. no the whole and,
2: episode and the whole yeah.
1: the, it the goes twist. exactly where you think it goes it's exactly gonna where go it. and yes she starts hanging out with this guy and starts trusting him and he yeah. agrees to look out for her and the twist I'm gonna give it away because it's dumb because it's dumb is a is Tyler Durden thing it turns out she's the hooded figure who's been and she re- doesn't know it so, and
2: it and is yeah. but you know it from the beginning it's and you're watching obvious. it and when we were watching it I was watching it with my husband Dave and he goes well I can't go there and then yeah. it did and we were like oh my god that was just awful and not look... even that it's one thing if the twist is awful and predictable because i've seen plenty of movies where the mm-hmm. twist is awful and predictable goodnight mommy um, <laughs> but if the movie at least with goodnight mommy the mm. vehicle it takes to get to this predictable it's, it's twist is
1: actually kind of, scary. It's yeah, actually yeah. Kind of
2: interesting it's, and fun It's to well look acted at.
1: it's well
0: filmed there's yeah. a human element here everything is so detached and depressed yeah. the well, entire time there's nothing engaging you I with. was bored dance. to
1: get there if this was a feature film maybe they could have fleshed it out oh but don't you it was, threaten me if it was a feature film we would have just wasted 90 minutes on yeah. a twist that A we would have seen coming B has been done before and C is not interesting. and this is one of the frustrating things because earlier episodes of Darknet, like the first two there would be a twist but then there would be another twist
0: on top of that maybe it wouldn't even have to do with that story mm-hmm. it would have to do another story like oh this thing ended with a twist okay I saw that coming but I didn't see how it was going to connect to this other story and yeah. That was a good twist. Yes. Yeah, and so if this had been th- truncated, if this had been like one five-minute segment of like a thirty-minute episode, mm. might have been okay. Might yeah. have been, well, it would have
1: still been the worst part of the well, episode. But it, it, would it would have, been, would have okay. been the boring part, but it yeah. still would have. I mean, it would, it would have, have been, been annoying. With the first four episodes, we had been given this premise that all, we had these sort of interlocking things. There was some sort of chronological twist, and all of the stories interconnected in some way. This was the premise of the show. Yeah, we're up to episode five, and they're already changing the premise on us.
2: Yeah, it has so, no web. It's no. now we've gone from right. so, you know
1: these little snippets to just one solid story, which is a boring one. Here's yeah. my yeah. and here's my guess on this one. Uh, Vincenzo Natali wrote this. He didn't write fifteen. This. or well, some, whoever wrote this wrote this fifteen years ago, and they and had to yeah. it off. And was and like, okay, just, okay like, well, <laughs> take it it's sort of like Tales from Beyond the Pale or some sort of thing where it's like a bunch of of horror writers. They're they're probably pulling out these scripts that had not been used elsewhere Mm -hmm. and they're finally, finally gets a chance to do this and it's like, well, what do you have? You have this sort of complex story. It's like, well, I have this one that I really want to do and they've been sitting on it for so long they didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. So they just sort of threw it on and said, well, okay, now it's going to be a much more interesting show but it's not because the premise was interesting and now they're just sort of doing something usual they're doing a a mediocre episode of the Twilight Zone to be fair to be fair a lot of shows early on
0: Mm. try something kind of lame in their Mm. first season and then they realize that wasn't our show Supernatural Supernatural (laughs) Supernatural did that a couple of times The Um,
2: Racist Truck
0: yes there was a, a Gravity Falls, <laughs> the second episode of Gravity Falls, like the worst episode of Gravity Falls, because it kind of betrays the premise of mm. the, the, the science of it and how people respond to the fantastical things happening in the town, and then they never did that again. They mm. realized there was a mistake. Perhaps this would have been a blip if, if the show had continued, continued. But or maybe not. I
2: do have to say, episode six, I thought that, I liked episode six because they mm. returned to what made the first few episodes interesting. The, it went back to the web, it mm. went back to the little snippets, and it went back to the connections. Well, yeah. and
1: and the, the final episode really also brought it back to the way we use the internet, because so much of it was about internet users. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, oh, so the first installment is about a furry, going to a furry convention, mm-hmm. and his GPS, his talkie GPS, leads him into an isolated area, and then it turns out his GPS had been hijacked by someone. Yeah, and it, that's a, a creepy idea. We've
2: all talked about. We've all because like yeah. whenever you hear your Siri, I just wonder to some point be like, turn left, ha ha ha, bitch. You're here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all kind of had that in joke, but and my, it was nice to see
1: it done. My favorite is like if you know the route better and you take a turn that the GPS doesn't say, it's uh, – like it'll start recalculating the route. Mm-hmm. and It'll say recalculating, but it'll say in this slightly exasperated way. Like, yeah, it's disappointed. Turn, turn here. right. <laughs> Recalculating. (laughs) Okay. Turn around around. what I was gonna tell you to do. Okay, turn left okay.
2: Mine says, calculating again. I swear the way that Siri says my name, because I've got it programmed so that when I ask her to do something, she says Becca, and, oh, like, wow. okay, oh, wow. and it's like, okay, Becca, and it's like a pause before she says it, but it's that pause, there's sarcasm in it, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> like, even my husband has said, like sounds like Siri's pissed at you the way that she says your name, and I'm like, I know, right? Like My Siri does not like me. <laughs>
0: anyway, so that's a good one. And then we get a cute one. One with the twist is that actually nothing bad is happening, which is kind of weird. But then that, that pays off <laughs> in kind of an unexpected way, which I will uh, give mm-hmm. you. Um, and then there's another story, uh, and that, that's one about like a like a, a woman who sees a woman working at a laundry a laundromat, yeah. and she sees someone get killed on security cam footage, and then the guy's trying to kill her. Yeah, that goes that ends up being more of a cute episode. It's not as exciting, <laughs> but yeah.
2: it at least does the stuff that made me love the show to begin with. So even yeah. if the stories aren't quite as um, exciting and riveting as they were in the first two episodes. The formula and the skeletal it, s- design was back enough that I was like, yes, we're well, back! <laughs> and well. then it ends.
0: It plays well. Yeah. And then we have this sort of rivalry between two internet trolls who mm-hmm. are keep trolling each other, making it worse. You put your, you put this guy, one guy put his mom's like psychological profile online. Another guy got his sister's porn online. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a video she made and now she's got like 150,000 hits. That ends in a way that's kind of like, oh, we're kind of having a very special episode of Darknet
1: <laughs> where
0: we're learning about the hazards of internet trolling. Like I, never, I just you get this impression of just like, you know, I've learned something today, and then just they get stabbed. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, there's this one bit which is actually really great, but it doesn't connect very well. The kind yeah, of it, recurring it the enough. recurring theme in this episode, or the recurring link in this episode, it's is furry. actually it's it's well it's not for it's it's a cartoon character who mm. is an animal. Mm. you know the girl in the laundromat has the tattoo the furry guy was dressed up as the animal yeah.
1: it doesn't really and, amount but, and, to much but, and then but, there's a story about the creator of that character so but, it all makes and it that's it all a creepy together. bit yeah. that's, that's a creepy bit that's a good creepy bit
0: and now we need to talk about the ending of Darknet because the ending of Darknet I'm going to say this right now you said you like the
1: ending of Darknet I didn't mind thing. it
0: I hated the ending of Darknet I,
1: I again I like anthology <laughs> horror because you can do whatever you want with the characters yeah when you start to mythologize it, it loses its power. When you tie things in and bring back old characters, I'm not going to be... Like, it's like watching one of the early episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Like, say, Cutting Cards. You remember that episode where Lance Henriksen is, like, he's the cowboy? Oh, and yeah, the boy, yeah, 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 And they end up, like, start cutting off their fingers. And the last shot is they, they're both missing their arms and legs. Mm-hmm. How did they get that far? It's not really explained. But there you go. And... It would be like taking one of those characters who now has their arms and legs missing and putting them in, like, a third season episode to tell his story and sort of do vengeance things in the same way. And that makes that story less interesting because it, the twist we had previously was strong enough. These people yeah. had mutilated each other... Over a ga- just because but, they're gamblers. yeah, I mean, And that's how strong their gambling impulse was. For it me, changes the characters into something into like angels of vengeance all of a sudden.
2: For me, the ending mm. at least gave it some type of like a, a harken back.
1: There, if, it, it was and, a bookend. Yeah. and
2: I, Yeah, it was a bookend. And I wonder if they knew, had the series kept going and they did mm. that bookend I would have been like, oh, don't go back yet. But mm. I wonder if they knew like, okay, well we're only going to get six episodes. We might as well just kind of find a way to tie the shit together. Yeah. But, the that would change my understanding. I'm going to approach it as they knew that it would not go past this sixth episode. Okay. So let's go mm-hmm. ahead and just kind of give it like an interesting ending. I'm, but yeah.
0: I'm going to dispute you because I normally I agree. Horror mm-hmm. anthology is usually, but this is a different kind of horror anthology because every episode of Darknet mm. takes place in the same world. It has to because the same website is in it. Yes. Except Therefore, for four and five. Well, four and five, but the implication is that yeah. they're in the Darknet, so they're probably all taking place in the same yeah. world. So, if that's true, then all of the characters who survive a Darknet episode are still around and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you bring them back, the problem is that they brought them back and tried to make it too cool a thing. If you just had them walking around, maybe they were an incidental character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Darknet's kind of neat. I, I even just think it's a title because on one hand it makes you think of again the dark web, mm-hmm. but if you think about sort of the way the, sh- the show is structured and how all of these interlocking stories. There is, like, a dark net over everything, like a literal net mm. that is connecting everyone, pulling them down. There is a darkness that connects us all mm. and keeps us you trapped. You just clearly got
2: all, like, deep on dark net.
0: I
1: did. This is well, my job.
0: This uh, is why yeah, you, know, you, know, I, you know, that,
1: that's why it's called the internet, but okay. I know, but that's why, <laughs> Again, I it, is like, a, it is the dark version of it. It's like an is internet. Is dark, I know. <laughs> he's, he's, like, listening to
2: Floyd forgetting. going, oh, my God, there is an actual net. <laughs> and <laughs> <it's>, <laughs>
0: So high right
1: now, but that's the point. You, you, you look in the eyes of the pig and you see the world. No, no, no,
0: no. Everyone gets one more day, Rebecca. Go. No. What? Everyone gets one more day. <laughs> no, I don't right, have no. a thing. I'm okay, done. I'm good? out. I'm okay. Grabbing my but that's mic. Like what? it makes sense. <laughs> the, the idea that this is like some kind of creepy Nashville—not uh-huh. the show, the movie—works for me. But the problem is that when they brought him back, especially in this last episode, because this last episode. The, last, that's, episode that's en- the last episode ends with basically you find out that maybe something supernatural is going on and that everything is connected and that Darknet may be recruiting people or something. Well, it, it's not very well defined and of course it's not. But then it just it makes it seem like they're all being recruited to be in the fucking Avengers <laughs> and I don't want to <laughs> see that show and I don't even like thinking that that's what happens next. I think that's rather
1: broad and silly. I don't well, care for that. Consider this... When I first started writing... I went onto an internet forum, without really knowing what internet forums are, mm-hmm. and I... They're a forum on the internet. I understand, well, I didn't know how to work, I had never I had never internet seen, I'd never internet seen an internet it's forum like before. It's like, net, we're I'm, all connected, <laughs> man. It's like a forum where people discuss things. No, I didn't, I didn't understand what the etiquette was, ah. you know, what, what you are are not supposed to do in an internet forum. Right. So I just so wrote... So you
0: nothing but dick pics. I, no, I wrote, okay. I wrote a
1: 1,000 word essay, and I posted it on Complete with Pictures. Oh, so bad I wrote form. A, Bad yeah, evidently man. this is bad form. You're not supposed to like post a whole article. It's yeah. about reacting in little bits of conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, the editor of that site saw what I had done and they hired me there you go. to write for that site because I had used a form incorrectly. So that's the way the internet works. They got a new job. Were writing for Darknet, more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were contacted so, by so the so now, so now
0: they're mods. They're, yeah. they're foreign mods. That's it. They all have shitty jobs now. <laughs> they're all they're, underpaid. They're technically
1: freelance, so they, the get, website, so they don't have to get insurance. I was about to say, they're, they're freelance murderers for the Darknet yeah. website. Here's your
2: 25000 a year. Um, yeah. you will all be living in the shitty apartment, mm, and yeah. uh, you owe us six articles a day. Get going. Yeah.
1: Get going. Yeah. Pretty much. Here's yeah. our style guy. You have to edit yourself. <laughs> Here's our style yeah. must
0: okay, be at you least what? $500. I'm going to say it right now. Gonna, that's we're where this send, went you're gonna send our no word to your
1: editor but you still have to yeah. edit yourself yeah. Yeah.
0: if that's literally how it ended I would have been so much happier <laughs> that would have been really fucking funny
1: um, so you all know wordpress right wordpress, WordPress. Everyone. yeah <laughs> oh yeah I'd love to see somebody formatting a dark net oh shoot it's too wide you You gotta do the div tag to center it what are you thinking your SEO is all over the
0: place you have to put the the creepypasta in the title you idiot why did you capitalize
1: hashtag murder now it's two hashtags it's not gonna work anymore Oh, we need you to start a podcast for free.
0: Humor. <laughs> we need you to start a podcast for free. Can you do that every week? and you buy your own equipment? That's great. <laughs> uh, we're jaded. Yeah. Okay, so uh,
1: but the, that is the way the series ends. Is do you, these people yeah. join joining up on this website? Well we talk
0: about on canceling is whether or not we're, our, our our idea is that every show that got canceled
1: in one season would have lasted 100 episodes. So uh, if, if if Darknet had lasted 100 episodes, yes, yeah. Now. Darknet is, like, it's, stru- it's, A, it's Canadian, and B, it's structured yes. differently, and Canadian television is structured differently than American TV, so. Yeah, it's like BBC, it's Ameri- not as long, American yeah. TV, a season is at least 13, sometimes even 26 episodes, which yeah. is a Depending. buttload yeah. of content when, yeah. you think, when you compare it to other countries. Uh, Canadian TV, six episodes can be a full season. Yeah, you get so, away with that. And they're produced on a much looser schedule. Like in, in British TV, you can have six episodes per yeah. season over the course of six years. So
0: Darknet would yeah. last like uh, 25 years so yeah, to get to, to get where... get to 100,
1: 100 episodes, this would have been an institution. Yeah. yeah. So I think... then they're Doctor Who. I, I think it would have gone through so many big changes mm-hmm. that it would have been insufferable by episode 100.
2: I agree. Oh. I do not think that this concept would have made it to 100 episodes unless you started pulling in reoccurring characters and their backstories. But you that can, would have made the
1: show I think less, a lot less interesting. It would have made
2: it less interesting and it would have completely taken away the formula that mm. I absolutely loved which was, I know nothing about these characters I don't give a fuck about them, so when you kill them in an interesting way at the end of the segment I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before.
1: Well, and I think it's more dramatically powerful. You know, yeah. ki- killing off somebody that you just met uh, is, I think, a lot more interesting than killing off somebody you care about for a long time. And
2: I also think that they would have had to have expanded the net the
1: net <laughs> <laughs> uh, passed mm-hmm.
2: People, young twenty-somethings living in Toronto. Yeah, Yeah. because Uh, I got
1: how many young twenty-somethings living in Toronto? Like all of them living in Toronto would have had to been involved in this at some point. Because
2: I mean, for six episodes, cool. It held its own. Let's see what we can do with young twenty-somethings living in Toronto. But after I think episode twenty, you're going to need to have an episode that takes place in an underground bunker, an episode that takes place in the middle of suburbia, an episode that takes place at a college, um, just to kind of expand your own
1: storytelling. Maybe, maybe this would be would have been. They could have done the American Horror Story approach. Uh, You know, season one took place in urban Toronto. Mm -hmm. Next one takes place across the country in, in Vancouver. I don't know what the dramatic difference 20
2: somethings in Vancouver 20 somethings in Vancouver or
1: just you know you, you choose yeah. different settings for where and you know the dark net is the internet so it could take place anywhere so yeah. anywhere in Canada yeah. now yeah. you have a, yeah. you know, a war episode that takes place in the Middle East mm-hmm. and then you have another yeah. episode that takes place like in the American South with a lot and of racial tension that's what
2: in. I think it would have, it been would a lot have required to keep the show going yeah. is that it literally the internet is all encompassing and all expanding so mm-hmm. we actually need to include that instead of it just being about the internet but it's all within a five block radio. what's kind of
0: cool <laughs> about it is that because it is about budget oh I get
2: it yeah. I get it completely well, we're talking about a fantasy
0: Darknet centers around a technology that is constantly evolving and indeed the show is only about three years old and there's old dated I think I think there are different possibilities now for horror stories involving the internet. Mm. You know, Snapchat hadn't. Been I intended. totally understand. I Snapchat
2: blood. all my murders. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's the thing. I, I'm not. I don't know what the idea is there. I think it's a stupid okay. idea. But for all I know, someone came up with something brilliant. And as the I love and Snapchat. Snapchat,
1: fine, it's fun. Uh, Snapchat uh, is just dick pics, isn't it? No, like, I include like...
2: pictures of me with poodle faces, okay. and uh-huh. there's me chasing Ghostbusters. Yeah, you can do cool shit. Right. It's it's
1: Snapchat's a or, lot. Or, um, a, a murder vine would be great.
2: Whereas, and I mean, like I am a meticulous list taker. I have so much going on in my normal day to day, um, jobs of which I work several, um, trying to keep all of my different projects straight that I have to make lists, which I will show you guys now. And you'll see here on my list, it literally says Instagram one, Instagram two, um, GL is another site that I work on, um, blog. And so because I have to do so much net- social networking in my normal day to day life, I keep a list so that I can check off, okay, everything that I have have. to do. And when I need to post, three to four different Facebook posts per day on my site. Mm. I And this is on my own, like, my personal fan site. Um, I'm like, I run out of content by noon. I'm like, here I am eating live cereal I bought from Walmart. <laughs> and so, um, because I do need to keep such, like, a constant thing. But with Snapchat, you don't actually have to have anything to say. <laughs> It's like... <laughs> Here's a book I'm reading. Pick. It's kind of like Instagram, but you can do cool shit with it. So it's like you don't even necessarily have to have really I mean and interesting things do help I will yeah. say like if I'm throwing somebody off a roof it's far more, more interesting than here I am with like a cool dragon overlay that I did yeah. but those things exist and that is awesome Okay. so that's my snapchat theory if I don't have anything interesting to say at the exact moment but I still want to put something up I love snapchat for that <laughs>
0: that would be a great philosophy for Dark Knight. we don't have anything interesting for this episode <laughs> but we have to put something up we'll do a snapchat snapchat, episode.
1: snapchat yeah. that shit oh that, that, oh that would be a great episode where it's all of the, the recurring characters Mm-hmm. who are are hurting for content that day. They just, they can't think of anything to do, so they're, they're like sort of improvising around their apartments. I know, yeah. I'll, I'll stab myself through the hand. Let's, oh! And it's like, oh crap, it only got 50 hits. Oh no, what am I going to do? That's episode come. 42. Yeah, there you go. Did you ever see Footlight Parade with yes, James
0: Cagney? many times. Footlight Parade is what I think about when I think about content creation on the internet, because the whole recurring gag on Footlight Parade is every single day mm-hmm. James Cagney is responsible for coming up with three different... A new different, musical. A, a New musical idea, it has to come up with a new one every single and day. Shane and Shanghai
2: Lil is like his really good one. That's like yeah. his the other it, ones. You're like, oh, Cagney, you phoned it in.
0: Uh, it, it doesn't work. But like, but Footlight foot foot... Parade humor, good, <laughs> good. Getting everywhere. Great Cause, gags, cause, but cause like our
1: 15 year old listeners love it. <laughs>
0: Footlight foot Parade, be aware, there's at least two really racist moments in it. Otherwise, yes. it's a good movie. <laughs> it was the
2: 30s or the it, 20s. It
0: was the, the 30s, 30s, 40s. Yeah. But yeah. still, but like, yeah, but it's just this thing where it's like you have to constantly come up with some new thing, and I'm so. Exhausted with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired.
2: No, but by the end, because they have to like do them all three within Mm -hmm. like a three day period. So, like, the first, I'd say 75% of the musical is him like freaking out over writing them and trying to come up with three or five musicals back to back. And then by the time he's got them written, the last like 25% is okay. Now we have to shoot them all really quick. Much of which they do in montage, like a 1930s version of montage with the songs that they include in the musical. And that is really interesting because it's so frenetic and it's very Mm -hmm. much like take this that piece and put it over there because we're gonna use it for this. And it's actually it's very much like a Roger Corman model of filmmaking oh, before yeah. Roger Corman even existed. What's
0: frustrating about Busby Berkeley to me is that his his staging is always brilliant but it's always supposed to be in front of a live theatrical audience and uh-huh. it's always full of stuff that would, wouldn't work. Well, Shanghai Lil includes like the last shot or like the first shot or one of them is literally James Cagney flipping a flip book and I'm like yeah they're gonna see that in the back fucking
1: row. <laughs> it's it's Taking the musical milieu and making it into something cinematic. I know it's the reality of it's confusing. Most of his musical numbers,
2: I find scary, and I always. I actually, I taught a class at Hunter College on this, where I talked about. um, And the class was on musical theater, but I talked Mm. about how Busby Berkeley. If you watch something like um, Broadway Babies or something like that, um, the dancing in it—it is so just thousands of people all doing the exact same movement in this weird, expressionistic, shadowy... It's like they're on a giant thing. cake yeah. or something. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. shot like the battleship Potemkin, like the Death <laughs> <Steps> of Odessa <laughs> sequence. It's waiting for someone to pull out a gun and start shooting people because it feels just very kind of... Communist, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. angry, and like, everything slightly skewed, and, but it's dancing. Ball, it's, like,
1: and it's, it's just bizarre. Tri- triumph of the Will, the musical. Yeah, and that's, uh,
2: and that's how a lot of Busby Berkeley musical numbers are <laughs> for me. Some of them work, and other ones I'm like, your feet are angry and <laughs> functioning against me as a unified society for some reason. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> On that note, was the Darknet
0: these- canceled too soon? Uh, it depends. Well, it doesn't have to last forever. We're just asking, did it did it run out of steam? Did it have its run and okay. it didn't deserve any more?
2: I wanted to see more.
0: You wanted a little more. I wanted a
2: little bit more. I will forgive episode five. <laughs> You're kind I'm a kind woman because that is <laughs> oh, freaking painful. But I will forgive episode five hmm. and say, if you can deliver more of one, two, three, and a little bit of six, I will forgive you, and I want to see more.
1: I, th- I think the premise was strong enough that, and there was a lot of creative angles that could have been taken that it, mm. it deserved a chance to get more interesting. I will
0: say this: if they weren't going to continue on the cliffhanger of six, mm. then no, then then yes, it was canceled too soon. If the plan was to actually just make that the focus of the show, it was done. I didn't need any <laughs> more of it. We had a good, neat run. It's an interesting curio. Uh, but even so I do recommend because it, it's short even though like there's a couple of lame episodes they're, they're not long episodes you get through it honestly you can totally skip five uh-huh. you can just, skip, just it. skip it you don't need it if she, she shows up again in episode six and you, all you need to do is like oh she's a person who likes Darknet. done mm. you don't need any more it's fine. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but
2: interesting thing yeah. about Darknet, which I didn't mention. So, um, it's produced by a company called Copper Copperheart. Yes. And Copperheart is a Canadian production company. It's run by a guy named David Hayter, um, who's a friend of mine. And, David and we've had Hader, him on the show. Y- you've had David Hayter. Well, not
0: on. on this show. On, on uh, the B Movies Podcast, he did wolves.
2: Awesome. Yes, he did wolves. Yeah. David Hayter is also Solid Snake. From Metal Gear.
0: He did Salt yeah, Snake on the show. Yeah, And
2: if you go back, watch... Go back, um, what was it, like so two he, years ago? Was yeah, it, it was it
1: yeah. a little while back, but yeah. So had, he you, you is know, to the, the producer
2: of this entire series. Um, so okay. yeah, I'd love to talk to him about it sometime. Interesting thing, if you watched my first short film that I shot when I got out here to Los Angeles, it's a film called The Dump. Um, <laughs> I needed, because I had two conflicting serial killers. I had my redneck serial killer, and then I needed like my yuppie um, oh, serial killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed a nice car and so um, the guy who actually plays the serial killer is one of, like, David Hader's best friends. And uh, we knew him, and we called him up, and we were like, can we use your Mercedes for the shot? And he had his assistant drive his Mercedes to our, like, <laughs> isolated shot on Mulholland Drive, and we used his Mercedes. That's awesome. And um, so Jeez. David Hader has, I think it's an associate producer, credit. <laughs> oh that's
1: really funny the
0: horror community wherever you go but especially places like Los Angeles or, or Canada or whatever they're really really great and I wish I was a part of it uh,
2: so I, I think you
1: might be in that.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm on the periphery. <laughs> they know of me. No one would let me borrow their Look, fancy
1: car. We no. know a woman who used David Hayter's car in her short film. You're right, I know, made right?
2: It. I'm pretty I mean We've made so it.
1: we're here. I'm yeah. pretty
2: I'm pretty interconnected, guys. <laughs> I used David Hader's car once
0: you
1: project Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> movies. I project as his
0: personal film yeah. library. And, and I tell screen. you what to do. That's Which right. I'm so I'm good. <laughs> Uh, Cancel too soon, everybody. Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for trial. having me on, guys. Uh, you. And again, Rebecca, you, uh, you can find her work on Blumhouse.com. Uh, you can listen to her every week on Shockwaves, which is a better podcast than ours. No. Which is an evil podcast. No. Thank than ours. you. It
1: is another podcast.
0: It is an infinitely more successful podcast. <laughs> uh, and we'll take you it
1: okay you're, just, you're, you're, you're you guys you're not not like, written
2: up up this, like episode 6 yeah but yeah, we're, we're other other there. podcasts as,
0: as like 350 episodes and we're still not getting written up in Entertainment Weekly and you guys are so you're doing rather well well
2: thank Take the you compliment. for that I'm taking the compliment okay. thank you guys
0: there's I apologize. Some, it came out self-deprecating. That's a
1: flaw. I'm I'll working just, on it. I'm going to therapy. We we just need <laughs> to have uh, we just need to have an affair with Chris Nashawadi or something. And, are and you, that you that implying I had
0: an affair with Chris? Yeah, that's Nashawady. really no, what that is. Way.
1: He's a writer for Entertainment Weekly. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And
1: uh, and I'm saying that's that's something we should do. Well, uh, you're in charge of that. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> um, It's a great so, way to be successful in this. Uh, where else can we find?
0: We you? are on. You're on. You're on the, on the Twits.
2: I am on the Twits. I am on the Facebooks. I'm on the Instagram. um you can find me on Snapchat. Snapchat. Actually, no. I. I just post on the Blumhouse Snapchat so go find us there. Okay. You can find pictures of me with like a poodle face and Yay! things like that. Um, and some more interesting content too, I promise. Um, you can also check out our short films. Um, my husband and I run Evil Squared Productions and uh, that is our film company. And so many I have guys. a lot of like different projects going on. Yes. I also run an eco website, which has nothing to do with horror, but it's called The Green Lights. So, yeah. and,
0: and, and you're just, a mom. And I have two kids. Yeah. yeah. Has awesome. anyone Has anyone ever asked you, there's this thing that everyone asks every woman in Hollywood, but never asks any guy, which is how do you balance your career and your family? Well, have you heard that? I have, oh
2: my yeah. god, I get so many and I hate them. So uh, right. Isn't that funny? No, but this no is one the first time I've ever asked, like asked me, like, yeah. phrased it you in know, the know, sense of you get asked this a lot.
1: I have a son. No, I get,
2: um, I, I work yeah. really hard. Every convention I go to, they do a women in the industry panel, uh-huh. which is like, um, you know, and it's great because, it, in one d- sense, d- diversity. And yeah, it yeah. gets out that you know that there yeah. are actually women and that we make up, like, mm-hmm. okay, like 2% of the industry. That's an actual figure, people. Um, we make up an incredibly small small. small amount of the industry, but that we actually do exist in our media creators Mm -hmm. and things like that. But at the same time, I hate doing those panels because the first thing you're going to hear is like, well, what makes you different when you watch horror films? And, you know, and then uh-huh. I have to get into the, well, my boobs do this, this, and I, I,
1: I, 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 I don't even get the question, man. Come on. My, my, um, my, my two X chromosomes start fighting each other. Well, my, yeah, and it's
2: just like I don't even know how to answer those questions. Um, you know, it, it's like you can't. Um, but at the same time you don't want to disparage being a female but you it's tricky
0: because you do want to talk about that there's something that you know the reason why we want more diversity in any medium but horror for example we're talking about right now is because we want different points of view but at the same
2: time you don't want to come out and say like I'm completely different from you Exactly. you want to be like I have been watching horror films since I was four years old just like every other media maker in the horror industry and yeah you don't want to say
0: It's it's a double edged sword because the implication is that okay Okay, so we want other points of view, and then for women to points of view we don't already have. Yeah. But men have been making films that have been responding that women have responded to. Mm-hmm. So what do the women have? They have to have something different, and then you're completely far off the train of logic. So
2: yeah, and it's a weird, yeah. weird thing. But I get that question. I've actually been asked on podcasts. Apparently, there's um, a lot of podcasts about working moms in Hollywood. Not a lot, um, which I, I've been asked on a couple, which I think are great because that is something that I've approached. Is like people are like, and I've had a couple people actually make like pointed comments like, Oh, you're pregnant and you're still working on a film set. Cause I was still Ugh. shooting. Um, cause my husband and I shoot films. My eye just uh, started
0: involuntarily twitching. I know. And I yeah. remember
2: being like, I was shooting and I was like nine months pregnant. Like I was doing like two weeks and I had somebody say something to me and it wasn't anybody on the film set, of course. Um, but it was, uh, somebody on the internet who saw pictures of me on the film set that was like, how are you still doing this? You're pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of problems
1: here. We assume you're about
0: to explode. Yeah.
1: I, I think if you're nine months pregnant, you know, some women are just immobile at that point. So they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're probably just in awe that you're on your feet, yeah. mu- much less working on something.
2: But, and I mean, and yeah, I definitely was using a rolly chair more on the set than I was on prior sets. But at the same time, um, like, the implication wasn't how are you standing. It was that you shouldn't be standing. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. pisses me off. Um, because oh, then I, I was like, Oh my god, are you seriously like saying I need to go like lay in a bed and stare at the oh, yellow yeah, wallpaper so, until I give birth? And yeah. I've also had people um, who just can and I mean this is just people making comments on the internet, which is mm. no one in oh, the don't, actual don't ever
1: read comments on yeah. no, like, no internet. one in the
2: actual industry would ever, I'd like to think, say things like this. But I've had comments on Facebook pages about like, you know, here I am on the film set. Wait, don't you have a two month old at home?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, I do.
2: I have to. I, I have to work, and Never. my two month old is fine. But I still have goals in my own life that I mm. my my goals, my dreams, and my career did not stop the moment I created life from my loins, <laughs> um, and I still have to continue on. So when people do say things like, "Don't you have a?" And he's now five months. Don't you have a five month old at home? Mm. Yeah, I do. And I see him plenty. And I still,
0: yeah, he's you know,
1: cool. we're, we're, we're friends. In, we're good. We're good. I I'm work long other, hours. Like, what are you- that stops because no one would ever say don't you have a 10 year old it's probably fine <laughs> but don't, the five don't you have years- a 19 year old in college <laughs> that you should be checking but I've
2: out? also got because my husband and I work together on a lot of projects so I'll post up pictures of us together oh. and then the first thing that somebody will write is where's the baby, where's the baby? and I'm like <laughs> where's or what do you think? You
0: should, you should, should, respond. You should respond. You should be going. Say, oh shit! We <laughs> but, or yeah, but yeah, they just post clips
1: from baby's day out, and they just. Say like, but I, I have, do have it. I have this uh, this sort of chasm in my body, and I can just sort of shove an infant back in there when I need to. But
2: I've always wondered that because, and maybe it's just because women physicalize that they're about to give birth, that the family is about to have mm. um, another member. But leading up to my birth, you know, I was posting pictures of me working and. I was pregnant and then right after I gave birth and I'm posting I'm getting these like don't you have a two month old at home question mark like why is she at the office I'm wondering if the same thing happens with guys like if guys are telling you know I'm about to have a baby and then two months later they're back at the office do you get the same here, here's, do you have a
1: two month old at home questions here, here's what I get whenever I tell sort of like an off color joke or say something that is even vaguely adult mm-hmm. people narrow the, their eyes at me and say you're a father <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can. I'm also an adult who oh can color things from time to time. I think that
2: made us worse because we have to like 90 percent of my day. I'm, or the the time that I'm with no. my kid, I have to be so like PC and sweet and wonderful. And then finally, as soon as I get alone, I'm like, well, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> my God. So uh, I, have, um, no, yeah.
0: I don't have a kid. The only person here who doesn't have a kid. I like it that way. Yeah. Uh, but if I have a kid, I'm gonna totally like do that. I'd like someone be like, oh yeah, no, my my wife is eight months pregnant. So. I'm not
2: standing
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We're
2: pregnant. But back We're to your pregnant. back to your original question about being um, like yeah. a working mom with kids, and I'm sure that Whitney can talk about this too. Oh, it, um, I, I
0: see it with Whitney; it's hard.
2: Yeah, and th- the best advice that I can give is I involve my kids in what we do. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's not yeah. insane insane for me to take my baby to a production meeting, and I won't take yeah. my three year old <laughs> because she is fucking nuts. Because <laughs> um, she's three. My <laughs> <laughs> God, it's like carrying your own demon but if you put it on a chain people think you're horrible yeah. um, so I don't take her to production meetings anymore but like my five month old it's not an I, I take him to meetings with me. Yeah, if, if the meeting is at a time that I don't want to have to stash him with a sitter, or he's been with the sitter all day, I will just outright say, "I'm bringing my five month old. He's going to sit there and he's going to babble and he might drool
1: a little, but he's not going to talk. Um, yeah. And
2: even if he does, I'm going to give him a rattle and then he's fine. But well, yeah, well, the problem
1: is I can't really involve my kid in my work if my work is watching Darknet.
2: Yeah, it's not yeah.
1: Images I want to put in his head. Yeah. Fine. Right. I saw yeah. Predator when I was six. I turned out okay. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you turned out okay, didn't you? I do this uh, for a living. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, and like some of the, um, like there's been nights that I I know I will have Marnie, and so I will oh, say, gosh. okay, well, tomorrow's article is going to be on Scooby because I can write, watch Scooby and oh, write perfect. about yeah, Scooby and perfect, so perfect. you will see like the nights that I couldn't like find a sitter or that I had to create some piece, piece while she was here okay well we're gonna watch Gravity Falls then and yeah. I will find some way to sculpt watch, that so watch, watch, it's Frank all about um, yeah. trying to find something that I can yeah. make it work
0: I owe so. you an apology because my offhanded remark just about how busy you are turned into me accidentally asking you how do you do it <laughs> like, I did not mean to it was supposed to be an offhanded Tough-handed joke about why everyone says that, and then that became That's the topic conversation. I'm a monster. Or a clever interviewer. Over yes. the course of the last <laughs> week, I have been accused of being a horrible sexist and a horrible and like and like yeah. the, and like the most blatant feminist, right. like an offensively out there mm. militant feminist. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. But I will anymore. say,
2: you phrased it nicely. Whereas most people are just like, You're a woman, how do you do it? And I'm like, <laughs> how do uh how do well, I be a woman? Yeah, yeah. I, I well wake you up, see, I have breakfast. Those, Moves you know. do impede me from a lot of my work, but no, um, but you didn't th- phrase it like that. You phrased it as like you're busy as shit and you have kids.
1: How do you do that's it? That's all Which I is, meant. I it's just,
2: a valid question.
1: I know. I'm just very careful. I've I am very Wonder, very Wonder Woman. <laughs> there, there, there was a movie that came out that I forced you to review on the B-Movies podcast yes. called I Don't Know How She Does It.
0: And it turns out you do it by by being incredibly rich
1: and having and a having, nanny. And having nannies. Wow. Yeah. That's how you do that, it. That's, that's, what
0: that's we the call point of that movie. I keep
2: seeing this thing where people post on the internet and it's supposed to be inspirational and it says Beyonce only has 24 hours in her day too and it's supposed to be like like look how much Beyonce gets done uh,
1: she's also I, a wealthy as fuck she
2: has yeah. a staff
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I have she, a, she, has, um, she has a rack of well, sitters. Yeah, she I have two dogs out. that I keep trying to teach to babysit the kids and they don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay.
0: What if so, Paltrow tried to do a thing where it's like, I'll show you like, look, on food stamps with just this much money, you can eat well. And she bought like, you know, some pasta and like three limes and you're like, why? And then you realize... That okay, yeah, that's true. You're only feeding you, Gwyneth. Your people and, have to feed
1: a family of five and Gwyn- on that thirty dollars a week. Yeah. And Gwyneth <laughs> eats like five calories a day. So yeah. yeah, thanks, Gwyneth.
0: <sighs> um, so everybody, thank you again for listening to the Cancer <laughs> yes! Podcast. Got off on a bit of a tangent again. <laughs>
2: a so you dare. could have started back at the. Uh, we had a false. <laughs> stop yeah. um, so at the uh, the full stop no, uh, it's all staying in keep it in Keeping keep it, it, it in. all in
0: that's the fun of it uh, you can find us we're still at our original uh, uh, twitter handle at uh, the movies podcast it's a uh, uh, twitter for both podcasts
1: it's also our email address if you like the show uh, bmovies podcast one word. at gmail.com yeah uh, leave some reviews on iTunes or Libsyn or wherever you find this because that's really the helps. way people find us yes it's the way the word gets disseminated so yeah leave reviews it bumps us up on a list yeah. and uh, more people can hear us so and we can do more of your requests we have a
0: Facebook page cancel too soon uh, post on it give us suggestions we have literally over 300 suggestions but we want more <laughs> and even if you recommend something we've already heard about it just bumps up to the top of the pile uh, and we'll be back in two weeks with Whitney what are we doing next
1: uh, we're going to be doing Birds of Prey and oh, okay. one of our most to, requested shows. You guys yeah.
2: need to have me back on, probably with my husband, because it was one of his uh, favorite shows, that, so that we can discuss Life on Mars,
0: which we are passionate about. Yes. The okay. original Life the on original, Mars. The original. Both the, the British t-
2: and the American.
0: Well, because they each only lasted one season, yeah. but we have to do one at a time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because okay. eventually, one of the things we want to do is we're going to do Kolchak the Night Stalker, and then we're going to do the other Kolchak the Night Stalker, <sighs> neither, which
1: lasted more than a <sighs> yeah. season. Totally season.
2: makes sense. So, uh, like, but yeah. yeah, one of you guys should tackle too. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot of terrific horror yeah. shows out there that, yeah. that, of course, didn't last long because. Yes. Unless it's unless your tales from the crypt, evidently it just it's not a good thing to do. Tales from the dark side uh, lasted a long time. I guess yeah. So. Tales from um, the dark uh, side. We're trying to diversify. The, the nineties were a, a better time because we could do this but, uh, only with war of, and get by for like an entire year without even. One of our most about. requested shows from listeners was Birds of Prey, the Batman series that sort mm-hmm. of bridged the gap between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to sort of look at that character nice. and where he was evolving at that. Particular well, Batman's time. actually not in it. He is. Well, he makes cameos. He's in a, he's in a flashback he's, at the beginning. He's in flashbacks, but we see the back of his head a lot. We see the cowl, and it's uh, weird. We see like we see a quarter of the Joker's face in a lot of episodes. Wow, yeah. uh, her, her, acted by a different guy, but voiced by Mark Hamill. Uh, and Harley Quinn is a regular on the series, but it's before she became Harley Quinn. So it's, it's this weird sort of... Yeah. Played
0: by Mia Sarah, the from sort Ferris of Bueller's in, Day interesting
1: interlock Spider-Man. of the Batman myth. So uh, we'll be watching that. It's we'll a very odd show, show, and
0: definitely follow along. Check that out again. That's why we do two weeks. You have time to catch up with us. Uh, we might have a special guest for that, but that will be depending on... Whether, they're, on what they're scheduling this like. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of people who really wanted to do that one. So again, that's in two weeks. Uh, you can subscribe on the thingy. You can listen to us on the thingy. And, uh, after these messages, we'll be right back.